Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalkcake.com. I am your host, David, and I have the whole team with me today. It's Lewis. Gaius. Jen. How's everyone doing today? I'm full now. I'm happy. Lewis is just eating some food before he before <laughs> just joining like us today. Some food. Oh yeah. I'm having my iced coffee, so I'm caffeinated and ready to go. Jenna's very excited for this episode. First it of is, all, it's nice and early over there in LA for you, right? It is nice and early, but it's like super hot and muggy here. It's not. It's not ideal right now. I know I'm complaining because I live. I live by the beach. I shouldn't complain. But <laughs> you could just. <laughs> but... If it, whenever it's hot and muggy, you could just literally. Baywatch style into the water. Uh, I could, I could. I if I could we, swim, I would do that. <laughs> I think we need a video of that so we can post that on. I mean, you social. love Baywatch. You like the movie, so you didn't love it. You I didn't love it. Baywatch. I gave it. Wasn't it two and a half real? You gave it three. He loved. Oh, I gave it three. Oh my god, three. I think you gave it three. I think I gave it two and a half. I don't remember. I would give it two and a half now. Thinking about it, <laughs> I think he... that if I if I gave it three, that extra half was for Kelly Warbuck, and that was it. She got the four reels, so. This, on this week's episode, we will continue our best of the decade where we'll be covering the 1980s. This one was a little easier for me. I don't have as many honorable mentions as I did last week, but I, I hear a little birdie told me that someone has a lot of honorable mentions, so that should be fun when we get to that. I wonder who it is. It's me. I have a ton. <laughs> I actually have more than last week, yeah. I have like 40. But to Damn, forty? Wait, how many do I have? Oh. Oh, I have so many. Oh, I, I have less than forty, no, but I still have a lot. I have like 30 after forty, that just becomes a top fifty. That no, literally, like I said last week, now. that just becomes a list of the movies that came out yeah, in the eighties. It's gonna be every movie no, ever wait, that came out so in the nineteen nineties. But these are like fantastic. <laughs> every movie movies. that came out every in the nineties. Single one. <laughs> I think that's how I felt last week at the seventies. I think I had every single movie that came He's out in the nineties. Start with nice research, like starting with nineteen ninety, and then just I'm like, gonna be like starting with my cousin <laughs> Vinny, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Mighty Ducks. All hey, that hey, don't give it away. Yeah, you're giving. That's nowhere near my list. We don't know that. No, no, you could be. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be an honorable mention for me for sure. It'll be a guilty pleasure, and that's about it. It's not a guilty pleasure, though. It's a good movie. I I think one day we should have one of those episodes that just covers. uh, We should do a TMNT commentary and just talk about all the bad stuff in it, and you're going to be like, oh, well. It's kind of like Gossip Girl. We're all watching Gossip Girl now for our 10th anniversary anniversary special. Not all. You're the only one (laughs) not watching? I'm not real. Uh, Lewis I, is I, not going to participate. I have seen my share of Gossip Girl. He's gonna. We're gonna be talking about certain scenes, and Lewis is gonna be like, "I don't oh, remember the scenes. I paid attention when I watched it." We'll see. You got, uh, we'll see. It has to be fresh I just in your started brain. season five. <laughs> at least oh, really? watch the pilot. Yeah, you should watch the pilot at least, and then the last episode before we do our okay. episode. Because we got to have our our best Gossip Girl episode for that. Oh, easy. I, I know them. All right, awesome. So when I, yeah, when I write about it, it won't be as extensive as the Buffy one, but it's going to be pretty extensive. <laughs> I mean, it's ten years. I can't wait to read it. I'm going to be go all in. It's still crazy to me that it's ten years. So, get getting yeah, started. Getting started this week. New releases not doing so well this week. Guys reported that Dark Tower was supposed to be making twenty to twenty five million, but it's only going to be making eighteen million projected. G disappointed. 
Uh, I mean, I'm disappointed that I was wrong. I mean, I'm not, like, upset about it. I'm not invested in it, so it's fine. But, I I mean, once the reviews came out, I guess it kind of makes sense that it came in below expectations. It does have, like, a really small budget. Like, it's a $60 million budget, but I don't know how much money went in. There were reshoots and stuff as well. And I don't know how much the marketing was either. So I, I really don't know how much they're going to end up losing on it. And I also don't know if that movie plays huge overseas. I'm not, I mean, I know Idris Elba is big overseas, but I don't know if Matthew McConaughey is. Mm, I don't know. I don't think I, so. I don't think so. He's Maybe not. He, he doesn't have the Tom Cruise effect like the mummy did. Right, right, right. Also projected only at eight to ten between eight and ten million dollars is Detroit underperforming at the box office as well. Now, well, I'm not that surprised. Off the yeah. air, me and G were just discussing that. Why is this movie out in August? Because this movie will be a Best Picture nominee, a Best Director nominee. God hoping. It coincides with the anniversary of the riots. That's why. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, why? You know you have an Oscar player. You know that a lot of people don't really watch Oscar movies during the summer. I mean, they could have just waited. In my personal they also opinion. don't watch like tough movies like that during the summer mostly like it's... it is a very un- i loved it i thought the movie was one of the best of the year it is extremely uncomfortable but That's some people just don't go to the movies and say oh this is going to be an oscar movie or i'm going to go see an oscar movie like they don't know that yet they're not thinking about that they just kind of see what they're shown in the trailer well i mean even in the trailer it looked uncomfortable no, it did, absolutely. But that's the thing, is that when, if you're going to the movies and you're not going to see something heavy and they see that in the trailer, you know. Also, I'm sure a lot of people don't know about the riots. There well, is, I didn't. I stayed away from reading about stuff. I knew about it and, like, I knew what happened, but I didn't read anything about it because I wanted to so be a lot fresh of when, I was, when I watched based, a movie. But then there was some dramatization because obviously there, the stories are... There is a scene which is about the 45 minutes to an hour. The whole hotel. Okay. At the Algiers Motel. It is. Gee, when you watch it, Lou, if you watch it, it is. I was so uncomfortable throughout that entire sequence. It's probably one of the best scenes of the year. That's good. A movie like that should be uncomfortable. There would be no point in making a movie like that. It's the first movie I've seen maybe ever that the movie ends and it's dead silence. No one's. Usually there's a little chirping about, oh, this shit sucked. This shit was good. But there was no one speaking when the movie ended. Everyone That's was just amazing. walking out quiet. Had, uh, I've only had dead silence after a movie twice, and it was after I saw Precious, and like no one said, <laughs> no one said anything. And then after uh, Crash was over too, like no, no one said anything after that. Two overrated movies. That's good to hear. Well, yeah, Crash was Crash is uh, overrated. Crash is really good, and yeah. I don't think Precious is overrated. Either. I actually, when I first saw. I guess I was a little uncomfortable watching Precious. I just I I didn't like it too much. Crash, I just I guess it it's to me it's overrated. It's not better than Broken. However, Crash is a good example though. Crash came out in I think May of the year that it came out, and it made a decent amount of money, and then it ended up winning Best Picture. Did it make money? I didn't know it made it was. Yeah, it made it made a decent amount of money. It made hold on, let me look. It made fifty four million dollars, and that's good for a movie like that. It only had a six point five million dollar budget. Oh yeah, that's a winner. Yeah. In both. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I mean, I guess there is. So I'm, I'm like, I asked on uh, my G reels page, like, if the summer is a good time to release like hard hitting movies like that, 
And in the case of Detroit, almost everyone has said, like, no, they should have released it later. It should have been released during Oscar season or, like, you know, the fall, winter, like any other time except for the summer. It sucks that Catherine Bigelow really found her niche, like, with the, her locker because she – this is just continues her streak of great films. She has killed it in this movie. Um, she has I, a, she's had an interesting career, dude. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Her progression, like, is really interesting. Like, she, I – she went from blockbusters, like, because she directed. Uh, Point Break. She directed Point Break. Break. I didn't even know she did Point Break. <laughs> and then we have, and then she ends up with Hurt Locker winning an Oscar, beating her ex-husband, and then yes, getting snubbed. Uh, for sweet zero- victory. Yes, sweet victory. <laughs> That's always the best revenge. And then uh, she got snubbed for Zero Dark Thirty, which I prefer over Hurt Locker. I think Zero Dark Thirty is a much better movie. So I haven't seen that one. They're excellent. I want to. So I don't know the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker stayed with me a little bit more than okay. Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, and, and then this one is is on. It's fantastic. I I I would put it with me. I prefer Zero Dark Thirty over Hurt Locker. I think it's right up there for me with Zero Dark Thirty. And I think that Will Poulter, if he doesn't get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor, it'd be travesty. Like he is. Oh, I can see him as like. Why is he not like Pennywise or? He I think like, him and uh, Larry Cleveland were the two best in the movie. The actor that played. Uh, Algie Smith. Algie Smith. I think he was really, he was really good. Um, you see the emotion on their faces. You and see... Will Poulter is the epitome of a racist. Oh man, you like you want to? You're watching that movie and especially that him. scene at the Algier, and you're like, I want to beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, so, um, where do you think it's going to fall at the bottom? Like, so right now, Dark Tower is number one Friday, seven point seven million. Then Dunkirk, five million. Emoji Movie, three point eight. Kidnap is ahead of Detroit, three point six. Really? Yeah, three point. Yeah, our girl Halle Berry, uh, three point six million. Uh, <laughs> uh, Girls Trip is right behind Kidnap, three point six three million. Detroit's at two point six million in sixth place right now. Well, I think too it has to do with the fact that since um, Detroit's an adult-oriented, hard-hitting movie, people are people are working throughout the day. And it's true, you know, Kidnap is. A ridiculous over-the-top summer movie that Detroit, couldn't find a release date as it gets to be a little more word of mouth and more people see it i think more people will go out and i think it'll rise i think yeah it. and honestly i think spider-man homecoming is going to end up hopping over it because it's at 2.5 million as of friday but more kids will go see spider-man homecoming on saturday right so that'll true. probably bump it up ahead of detroit you know i think um the biggest issue with the movie, I loved it, but I think one of the biggest issues is I think it ends really flat. I think oh, once really? it, get, it, it gets into a court scene, like a, a like a ten minute with the with the trial of the cops. I see. I didn't really see it ending flat. And then I felt John like Krasinski. I love see, John Krasinski. You needed to see like what was going to happen next. Like what is the repercussion? Especially you go into this movie not really knowing all the details, so you don't want just the what happened and the riots, and then you don't know what. Happened where they come from. Next. I think it went a little too long. I still think it's great, but I think that it and went yes, a little John, too long. John Krasinski felt, I felt like he was imitating Dwight when he, he played a, a lawyer really in a really bad toupee. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I mean, I guess he had to play the lawyer, so he had to shave his beard, but I think he should have shaved his Was he beard. good? He was fine. Yeah, he was all He's right. not Nothing a bad actor. I think out. John Krasinski's the character good. wasn't the a character, standout. Yeah, it wasn't it was, anything. It was just this the only one trying to, to protect me, the racist. To me, I'm like I'm with Jen. The Cops. only one that really is gonna merit any Oscar talk is Will Poulter and Algie Smith. Yeah, I John, Boy- was, 
How was John Boyega? He was fine. He was good, but the role itself wasn't anything like the character itself wasn't really anything. And There's you, no you do feel for him because you know, and I feel. Are we talking a little spoilery or no? No, no, no spoilers. spoilers. Okay, so well, although it's history, it's out there. But they haven't. All they right, don't. all right. So anyway, you feel for him. You feel like you. They there's show an a event, different perspective there's an event of a that black ha- man and yeah. how he deals with sort of the white society around him. And, you know, you can have that black man that is very confrontational and is angry. And then you can have the one that just wants to work, get through the day, survive. And that's really what it is about for him. Um, and then you kind of just start to feel for him when certain things come out. Yeah, cer- certain things happen throughout. And then when you get to the end, you're like, oh, really? I mean, I thought they did a really good job of showing the perspectives from all sides. You know, the people that are just fed up and they're rioting. And then they show the side that, like, you know, you can riot and you can protest, but you shouldn't be looting and you shouldn't be committing crimes. Yeah, because you're destroying your own. people are so angry that they're just fed up and they just don't know how else. And then you also have the people that are the, like, bandwagon people that don't really care about, you know, changing the way things are, they're just in it for themselves and thinking about that moment and, oh, I'm going to get this bike and I'm going to get and this. It's, and it's not and a movie. Destroying that the city itself, because if you think about it, you know, you're destroying your own community. And it's um, not a movie that portrays all white people as racist because some movies right. do that. It does. Detroit it wasn't do that. like completely like like you had. And that I mean, that's also a sign of the times, too, because it wasn't like every white person was racist. It you know just be you can't lump everybody in you can't say every black person is a criminal you can't say like you can't generalize um, people. Agreed. So I think um, and so. one cool thing was that they filmed at and if it's something if you're ever in Detroit you should check out at the Motown Museum at Hitsville USA. Uh, it's really cool. Barry Gordy founded Motown Records, and if you ever get a chance to go out to Detroit, check out the museum. Um, it's really cool. They started. They filmed a scene in there um, where there, where Algie Smith, his character Larry Cleveland, is part of um, a band called the Dramatics, which is actually a real band. Oh, they're so good. Oh, and, sorry. Yeah, and we got a they fan. Film, <laughs> so they film inside the room at uh, the Motown Museum, which was Motown Records. And David and I actually went to Detroit a few years back, and we got to go there. So it was pretty cool to see it on screen. And I was like, oh, my God, we were in that room. Exactly the same. They shut it down for a day, and they filmed. And yeah, it was pretty cool. And out they went. So on a, to, you know. More positive note? More positive note. There we go. Let's <laughs> the Karate Kid bit. is coming back. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Don't lie to me. Swear to God. To- yeah. So, so it's coming back as a co- as a comedy series on YouTube. A Red. series. YouTube Red. Okay, so nobody's gonna watch it. Yeah, that, unfortunately, <laughs> we're gonna have to wait till that shit comes out like on Blu-ray or something. Yeah, that, I, I don't know one person that. I, no, I will get I will get a YouTube Red subscription just to watch it. Who's starring in it? Free trial for the moment. Who's starring in it? Oh yeah, then I'll wait for I'll then I'll wait the for the cast. Except Mr. Miyagi, yeah. of course. Yeah, so what is it? Ralph Macchio. Oh, and William, William Zabka. Who was the the since we're talking eighties movies later, he is like the like the like the typical go to like eighties bully because he's been he was in well, a well you well and he was in a few movies where he was a bully. Yeah. Well no no. I'm gonna say that in retrospect, watching the karate kid, Johnny is very misunderstood. <laughs> he's a bully. He is not. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso like takes his girl. 
we may have to have an like I really want to discuss the Karate Kid if it's on anyone on any any of your list later on because I think that um is it on your list? No, it's an honorable honorable mention. Uh, it's an honorable mention for me yeah. too. Um, yeah, man, da- Daniel Larusso like punks Johnny. He didn't do anything wrong. G is like, no, I'm done for the day. Uh, no, I, I just, no, no, I, I mean, maybe I gotta watch it again because I haven't watched it in a while. You might have to watch I it and then break it down together. Yeah, I, w- I would love to. Wa- I, yeah, because maybe I, a bonus episode. I feel like, yeah, Daniel Larusso, and he won illegally. No, he won illegally. Wait, that was illegal. That was an illegal shot he took at the end when he beat Johnny uh, in the tournament. I mean, you're, are you are you like? Distant the crane kick? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I'm serious? About, I'm Personally, about, I like the Hillary swing. He did it on a hurt foot. I'm about. Su- I'm about. Su- I'm about. I'm all about sweeping the leg. He did it on a hurt foot. <laughs> no. But yeah, the Karate Kid will be back on YouTube Red. Yeah, and good. Good luck to that show, man. I, I good. I, I, good. Yeah. Good to Ralph Macchio, who kind of basically looks the same. <laughs> he does. Yeah, like he's found like the fountain of youth. <laughs> Is he gonna be like the Karate Kids? <laughs> No, uh, okay. Williams. Uh, Johnny opened the karate school. Okay, cool. so I'm not sure if it's Cobra. And Kai. the show is, is called it... Cobra Kai, by the way. Also, oh, it is trying to reopen Cobra yeah, Kai. Yeah, yeah, it has a title. Yeah, and they're all very nice. Williams. I met uh, Ralph Macchio and Williams. I met Ralph Macchio once and randomly in L.A. and he was very nice. And because yeah. I was with a friend, that fanned out hard, and I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> My friend was like, didn't even know his real name. He was like calling him by his character in the movie. <laughs> he really called like, him Daniel LaRusso? Yeah, he did. I was like, stop it, dude. He was like, I don't know his real name. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Note to self, when you meet a celebrity, do no, not they're... do that. Do yeah, not. Do... Oh, because my mom did the same thing when she met Alfonso Ribeiro. She called him Carlton because she didn't know his real name. Oh. How, was, how did that go? He was uh, nice, she right? said She said she felt some vibes that did not go well. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, he's not really yeah. that happy with that character now. Really. Oh, really? I don't think oh, he, he kind of wants uh, to separate himself be. a little bit. He was, he's been wanting to separate himself a little bit from him. I hate when people get like that. It's like, dude, it's how we know you. Like, James Vanderbeek does the same thing with Dawson's Creek. Like, they, yeah. he's he's promoting a new show, and he was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy it's Cohen. It's Diplo, right? Is that the show? Yeah, the Diplo one. And, like, Andy Cohen, like, is was asking himself about Dawson's Creek, and you can tell that he was just annoyed. Like, he didn't want to talk about it. I was like, no one would know who you are, bro. <laughs> it's funny, on, yeah. the opposite, on the opposite end of that, uh, the guy that played Crease, Martin Cove, and the Karate Kid, he yeah. li- he lives the gimmick. When I met him, he was yeah, he, it, he was decked out in Cobra Kai gear. <laughs> he's oh, like, nice. I'm so that fully was, embracing this. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's really nice. I mean, he definitely like he puts on his little like sweatsuit thing, and then he's like ready to go. And then the last topic I wanted to talk about before we get into our wonderful t- top '80s films is Star Wars Episode Nine. I've said on here that Colin Trevorrow is a problem. And it looks like Kathy Ken- Kathleen Kennedy knows it because Star Wars Episode Nine is being rewritten. Well, I don't think it was mainly her decision. I think it was uh, him and his writing partner decided to bring in um, Jack Thorpe, who actually wrote for Wonder, which is coming out with Julia Roberts well, and look Jacob at, Tremblay. Look at all the stuff with Han Solo. They switched directors. Kathleen Kennedy is not someone that's going to let a bad Star Wars film be released. So you so you think that like Han Solo decision was like a good one? I think Kathleen Kennedy has and Lucasfilm and Disney, they have a vision of where they want Star Wars to go. And if someone comes in and they're not kind of they're not you know, you have your creativity because Jade there's 
Look at look at uh, Force Awakens. I mean, it's a J.J. Abrams film, but it doesn't have his little niches like that lens. Flare. No, they basically wanted him to remake A New Hope. That's Stop. What, that's all they, Stop. They did. That's basically what they wanted. I will say and for like, Han he, Solo. Like, he didn't, like, there was no real creative freedom. In the, I mean, I don't hate The Force Awakens at all. Oh, I love but, like, Force Awakens. There's not, but there's like very little of him in it. Like, like, like it's you, you know, they really, they obviously don't want you to really be that creative well i mean look at, <laughs> if 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 it ain't broke don't fix it i guess look at marvel i mean marvel you have directors that have certain styles and like i think the only one that actually got to input his way is um shane shane uh i got a draw drawing a blank shane black shane black, black. black yeah like iron man 3 is like as i watch it i like it more now as, as it's grown and as it's gone you on don't years. say yeah, Iron Man 3. <laughs> all that, Iron all Man that two. shit you gave us. We Iron Man, no, Iron Man 2 is the one that I give you guys shit over. You gave a shit about 3, too. Not as much as 2. You did a little bit about 3. Yeah, 3. But I rewatched 3. And totally I, I rewatched 3, and I was like, all right, this is like, he he has a say in what was made. I think now Marvel is more like, you're going to give us this, and this is the way it's going to be. I mean, Star Wars might be in that in that era. I mean, area. I mean, well, here's my problem, though. I think, like, to me, with the Han Solo movie, I feel like you know what you were getting when you hired Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Like you, you knew. Like you, I feel like you hired them because they were going to do something kind of out the box, and then they did something too out the box for you. And now you're like backpedaling, like oh, they don't really see this and the I, way that we see it. And I think the biggest uh, detriment to Trevorrow, and the reason I think that one of the main reasons I think they decided to go in a different direction in terms of writing is how bad his last movie re- was received, which he wrote and directed. It has some good trailers, though, man. Which one was that? <laughs> the Book of Henry. The Book of Henry. So, I mean, the fact that his last movie is got destroyed and his next one is Star Wars, you're like... Mm. I think he was given the keys to the kingdom because Jurassic World made a bajillion dollars, and that's it. Is he writing the sequel to that? Uh, oh, he's not directing. I don't know. I don't think so. He's not directed by him. I know that. I will say, I, I mean, Ron Howard <laughs> is really enthusiastic yeah, he's, about filming Han Solo. He's really I, into he's it. Like, it. I posted yesterday on the site. Granted, you can show anything on social media, right? Yeah, he but, was... like, he seems, like, really into it. And, like, he's really trying to make this a good, a great movie for the fans. I think it will be. I mean, I don't I don't think that we're going to get just a... such a voice for me, though. I mean, I, I, it's fine because he's made some good movies or great movies, too, but... Like when I when he I first heard it was him, I was like, that just seems so boring. Like I was so happy with the other two because I like those guys. He just and wished he could have casted his daughter in it. He probably does. Well, no. is he gonna put? He's putting his brother in it, probably. Yeah. No, really. In all honesty, has, she, has he <laughs> really cast his brother? Her? Is no. though his brother's in like every single oh, one of his movies. Oh, but yeah, but that was back in like the eighties and the nineties. That's different. I think. Has he? Ha- but I actually has she don't think his daughter movie? has been in any of his movies. I don't movies, think she has. I'm I'm pulling it. I'm pulling up her. So I don't she don't. Really... Need- don't need him. That's why. Nope. I mean, I guess that name helps, but <laughs> no, she hasn't. I'm looking right now. She hasn't been in anything. Yeah, either. I don't think he. Actually, like, I like her a lot. You... I know well, I don't hate uh, her. I just think. John... Man, you do kind of like you hate no. on her a little bit. He does she... hate on her a little bit. She's you do. No, she's no Jessica Chastain for him. I love Jessica Chastain. I, I, it's funny. I'm convinced I... they're the same person. If they weren't in the Help together, I call, I call her bootleg. <laughs> I have always called her bootleg Jessica Chastain. I know that's why I said that. <laughs> A hell of a compliment, man. Jessica Chastain is great. You know what? I like Jessica Chastain too, but she's boring to me too. I don't know what it is about her. She's Stop. just kind of like she's so good. I know she's just, just kind of there. 
existing. Dude, have you seen a Have you seen a most violent year with her and Oscar? Oh, Isaac? I actually never seen it. No. It's she is. They're both. Really they're both really good in it. You should definitely check that out. And it has like, like oh. and, it, and it has a 1980s feel to it. I believe it. So it does. It's set in it's the 80s. Dude, I just looked. I just looked them both up, and yeah, they are like the same person. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. The same person. But speaking of, Bryce Dallas Howard is prettier though. I'm just gonna throw that. And out. did you know her middle name is? Uh, they named uh, their kids. Their middle names are all the places where. Oh, they where conceived. they're like, consummated. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. So Bryce Dallas Howard was consummated in Dallas. Dallas. Was conceived in Dallas. That's pretty cool. <laughs> now you know, kids. Now <laughs> that you makes know. it a lot more. That makes him a lot more fun than I think he probably is. <laughs> so, getting on to our main topic today. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The 1980s. So the 1980s were quite the decade in film. They were. The, One of the best decades. The Brat Pack. Brat Yay! Pack. The Brat Pack. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I think the 80s, making I this list, had less of like these critically acclaimed classics than any other decade. I had more cult classics, though. Yeah, a lot of more cult, a lot more cult classics than doing my research this week. fun. That's a lot. It's a much more fun decade. It's we're, a very fun decade. We're all born in the 80s. So this I feel is... like it was such a decade for teenagers, too. I mean, John Hughes was, I mean, I don't know. I would say he was probably <laughs> the most prolific director for yeah. just a he, teen He was movie. on the like, pulse of teenagers back then. He knew exactly he how he They understood that teen angst and, and new romance and first love. And, and I would say the 1980s drama. also was a decade of cheesy horror films. Horror films. It all was the, all the Nightmare on but Elm Street. Some of the best horror films. Yeah. I would say there's like like the originals. Yeah. We're not talking sequels here. Sequels are in their own category. And I the, love you, Halloween Four. Though you're releasing. I love you. I love <laughs> Halloween Four. We, we don't love Halloween Five though. We never love Halloween Five. We don't. No. 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 We don't. We don't love Halloween Five. But Halloween Four. And like big shout out. And like last week, we went, we took to social media to get some takes on like what our followers liked, loved in the 1980s. And some of them I have never seen, and I I love I love how uh, our followers engage with gifts on our on our social media, and some of these movies I had no idea what they were. One of them was Overboard. Shout out to Casey because that's her favorite movie of the 1980s. I love Overboard is so. Goldie I forgot Hawn, about Overboard. Kurt Russell. I throw it on my. I want Edward to throw it on my honorable Forgot about it. <laughs> uh, another shout out to Chris Chen, whose favorite 1980s film was The Karate Kid. Nice. And Grease Two. No, we don't. There's, there's no Grease Two here. Sorry no, about that. But it's definitely gonna be Grease Two later. I would hope. Definitely that. gonna be Grease um, Two. Another shout out to one of our Patreon supporters, Jose. His favorite '80s films are Ghostbusters, Blade Runner, Batman, and Coming to America. Which I am not a fan of Coming to America. You are what? a fool. Are you serious? I don't think Coming it's to not, America is real. You are a fool. No, I, I'm not the one that likes the Friday trilogy. I love the Friday trilogy. Oh, um, stand by that. Another shout out to Brendan. His favorite 1980s film is Back to the Future and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. Good choices. Let me see what else we got here. I mean, shout out to our one of our favorite listeners, Alina. Shout out she to has, Alina. She has a few here. Mannequin, Flashdance, The Terminator, Adventures in Babysitting, Risky Business. Those are some good ones, too. Ryan. Yeah, Mannequin. Are. So bad, but it's what? it's really like eight. It's eighties bad though. Wait a second. <laughs> Did you just say mannequin is so bad. Uh oh. I, I don't like it. I mean, it's fine. Oh, we're it's gonna real... fight later. <laughs> and then... uh, is it on your list? Yes, it is. <laughs> and then Ryan. Oh my god. So good. 
Ryan from <laughs> Spin Rack, he also let us know that his favorite 80s films are The Empire Strikes Back and Scarface. And there nice. is one here from another follower, Tom, but I have no idea what movie this is. Hit Jen, you're going to have to help us there. Steel Magnolias. I'm, okay, I mean, so Steel Magnolias is one of those, like, cry, like, everyone cries movies. Like, you just cry a lot. <laughs> it's like Terms of Endearment. Yeah. It basically, it's like, it's, it's a really, my, like, my mom loves both those movies because she likes a good cry sometimes. I forgot that's also an 80s movie. And, then, fi- and, then fi- and finally, with another one of our Patreon supporters, Phil, his favorite 80s films are The Shining and The Empire Strikes Back. So as you can see, it's a very divided, you know, forum when it comes to like 80s films. I, like I said, I have, I didn't have as hard of a time. This, this one might be the most closer to my heart in terms of like, these are more fun and movies that aren't, you know me, I'm the movie snob here. Like the ones that are not as critically acclaimed, but more just fun to me. But we can get kicked off with our honorable mentions and I will start with some honorable mentions. So the Lost Boys is an honorable mention for me. Ferris Bueller's yeah. Day Off, The Goonies, Die Hard, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Terminator, Beetlejuice, Raging Bull, Tootsie, Blade Runner, The Breakfast Club. Keep going. Pee-wee's- oh, The Breakfast Club is going. And I said Karate Kid and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Half, half of my list is on that honorable mentions. Jeez. Some of it's on mine, too. All right. Let's hear some of your Who honorable mentions. Who wants to go next? Who's going next? Jen has her list up, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> we might be here a while. I'm going to have some coffee. You are going to be here a while. Oh, the 80s were so good. Bathroom break. It was so hard. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, it was just really hard to decide on my top 10, but whatever. This is my list. Um, and these are all near and dear to my heart. So, okay, but honorable mention-wise. All right, should I, I'll start with the ones that I'm not going to get killed over. Um, honorable mentions to Flashdance. I mean, that's an 80s movie. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you met the quota. iconic than like people dressing up. Like when you think 80s gear, they always dress up as Jennifer Beals. Okay, because David's rushing me. So Moonstruck, <laughs> Cher won her Oscar. Big, The Princess Bride. Fuck the bit. I forgot Dirty about Big. Dirty Dancing. Wait, The Princess Bride is not on your top 10? No. Uh, she it's Devil, not mine either. She Devil with Meryl <laughs> Streep and Roseanne Barr. Goonies. Uh, made to Order. No one's probably going to know this movie. It's with Ali Sheedy, but it's a classic. Married to the Mob with Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew Modine. Oh, good one, too. I forgot about that one. Yep. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Weekend at Bernie's. Overboard. Fuck. Money Pit. Ferris Bueller. 16 Candles. Uh, Back to the Future. Terminator. The Shining. E.T. Ghostbusters. Friday the 13th. Mother of God. Poltergeist. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Gremlins. Child's Play. Back to the Future 2. And Empire Strikes Back. Hold up. Whoa. 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 You can't just end on that. <laughs> you can't just end on that note. Oh, my God. It seemed like casually it was like, and Empire Strikes Back. Well, I had to go from what I would get killed less over. Wow, you definitely yeah, you definitely ordered that well. So my my heart so, stopped when you said ET, and then I almost yeah. died when you said the Empire Strikes. So back. I I, w- <laughs> I was gonna say let's just rush these honorable mentions. Can you pull that list up real quick? Okay. Oh boy, that <laughs> ending that that was a hell of an exclamation. We're mark. gonna start back. again. These movies are movies that I can watch over and over again. So you can't watch the Empire Strikes Back over and over again. <laughs> no, it's not that. But like growing up as a kid, the movies on my list are movies that I go to all the time. And I think this always, might be the first time. And I have on this, like memorized. I think I think this might be the first time that we've been on this show that I think I might shed a tear on this on these honorable mentions. Okay, so go ahead, Boo. Ghostbusters. 
to me, it's not. It's not. It's it's great, but it's not nostalgic. E.T. Yeah, E.T. is really yeah. sad. It's not a movie I can watch all the time. Oh, I can watch E.T. all. You can. Back to the Future. My list. I know. I How is Back to the Future not on your well, list? Well, Back to the Future 2 was actually going to be on my list. Over Back to the Future? <laughs> you're going like to yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna blow like a forehead vein, bro. <laughs> it, I think Lou Peeps is, is really vain. Yeah, the vein is popping it's purple, out right bro. now. I wish you guys could see this. Um, yeah, I like back, I like Part 2 a lot better. I will give you credit. I forgot about Roger Rabbit, so oh, that's an honorable mention. And Nightmare on Elm Street is an honorable mention. Did I make yeah. my list? See, I was I was thinking of all these movies, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to name them all on my list. But then, if we were to break this down, to like top horror movies of the '80s and top things, I also started yeah, to categorize I have a lot of that way. Horror movies on the mention. So they list. would be on my top tens if we were more uh, genre genre in. But oh. if we're talking overarching personal top ten '80s movies, then these were all honorable mentions. I guess. But they're all fantastic. Movies. And then I also forgot to mention the thing as well. Yes, That's an the honorable thing mention. is good. Oh man, so did I. All right, Lou, you're up because the, the thing is an honorable mention. Done with me. I'm done. All right, so my honorable mentions are the thing. Okay. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Uh, Coming to America. Looking at you, Dave. Sure. Vacation. Oh. Wait, National Lampoon's. National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. forgot about that. There you go. E. T. <laughs> David's shaking his head. <laughs> uh, someone Remember. just died again. Remember, this is our I list. I know. I know. Okay, I'll, I'll not yours. DT. Back to the Future. Only one of the best movies Wait, ever made. You put it on an honorable mention? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even see that. I didn't even think. You didn't think we were going to make it at all? No. See, only I get the reaction. <laughs> because Lewis has said he hates Everyone the movie. Else is calm. Lewis said he doesn't like the movie that much. You, Third. on the other hand, like Back to the Future. I do. I love it, but it was very. I'm going to watch it today. Just anyway, to feel good about myself. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, Ferris Bueller. This is Spinal Tap. I've never oh, seen this as Final Tap. It's one. funny. Shit. I heard it's really funny. Uh, naked, it's really funny. The I Naked forgot. Gun. Oh, okay. Naked Gun. That's good. Oh, that's who. I forgot about that, too. Damn it. Airplane was my last one. Oh, All Airplane. Right. Yes. Right. See, that's a good honorable mention. That's a good one, yeah. I actually do really like Pink Floyd's The Wall, also. That's not my I've never seen that one. I've never seen mention. that. Yeah, it's really heavy, though. All right, G. You're All right. Honorable mentions. I got Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Goonies, Robocop, Die Hard. Fuck, I forgot about Robocop. Oh, Die Hard. Yeah. Supposed to be on my list. Die Hard. Uh, I got Gremlins. Uh, Friday the 13th, the original. Uh, Stand By Me. Ah, yes. Uh, uh, Back to the Future 2. Okay. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, See, the, that the, I like. Beverly Hills Cop, I'll, Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop I like. I, that's, it's I don't not like coming, better than Coming to America. I don't I definitely not. <laughs> uh, I got uh, The Thing on here as well. Uh, the Karate Kid. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was in the 80s? I thought oh, it was yeah, 1990. 80s. I hated that movie. Yeah, uh, Bogus Journey came out in the 90s. What? You hate Excellent? What? Yeah, the Keanu Reeves. I don't like him in that movie. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Oh, yes, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is an honorable mention. Yes. Uh, I have uh, Batman 89. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What a shame. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. What a shame. Uh, an American Werewolf in London. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Um, I put the fog on here because I like the fog a lot. Uh, uh, Evil Dead. Oh yeah. Poltergeist. Uh, yes. Uh, the Shining. And Hellraiser is also on our list. I forgot. A lot more movies. Sorry. <laughs> Batman '89 is on our list. It hurts my heart. 
Well, that's an honorable mention. I couldn't put it in there. I'm sorry. No, I, I tried. I tried. I tried to work it in. I actually did. And I, oh, and the fly is also an honorable mention. Oh yes, oh, the, fly. Yeah, the fly. I forgot about the fly. Oh, and Pet yeah. Cemetery. Okay. I, had to scroll. I had to scroll. Sorry, the fly. Oh, really? Pet, Pet Cemetery too? Yeah, I love Pet Cemetery. It's someone this someone dissed it on my G Rose page, and we got into a little inter, uh, discussion. Oh, <laughs> no, I like Pet Cemetery. All right, here Wait, we go. Two more honorable mentions. What? Say anything, which I forgot to add, and uh, Troop Beverly Hills. That was an 1980s. Oh, you know what else I forgot to add? Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is oh, also yeah, good. Camera oh, and a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, because I love it. Oh, love put that in there. Dream Warriors. Is good, yes. <laughs> the Dream Warriors, yeah. Alrighty, so here we go. I expect some oh shit reactions and a whole bunch of fun shit. Yep. Alright, so I'll kick this off with my number 10 being Scarface. There you go. So Scarface is the first mob movie I've ever seen. And the fact that it has to do with the Cuban mob was pretty interesting as well. Uh, Al Pacino's it's Cuban B. Al Pacino's a gr- It just showed to me that Michelle Pfeiffer and Al Pacino are great dancers. Jen can attest yeah, to this. Oh, God. Yeah, 100%. Um, the soundtrack was fantastic. Pacino was great. Even though his Cuban accent is awful, he still made us believe that he was a fucking Cuban. And the finale of the film was fantastic with um, when the Bolivians or the Colombians... They were in uh, Bolivia. I think they were Colombian, no? Yeah. Yeah, bo- in yeah. the motel, they were yeah. Colombian. That went out to to kill Tony. I think it showed a lot of the fact that he died alone because he never really fully trusted anybody, not even his best friend, and we see what happens with Manolo. So I thought that was very well done. Uh, written by Oliver Stone was a great film. So, yeah, my number 10 is Scarface. Lou? We go. oh, we're going weird order now. My number ten is Spaceballs. I forgot about Spaceballs. Uh, I forgot about. Partly, in, in, my, in my opinion, the best parody ever made of anything. Uh, uh, really? Anything? Uh, what's a better parody than Spaceballs? Off the top, uh, air. Uh, well, naked gun. What? Is good. <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> you just, you, I don't know what the first thing you said was, but naked gun. <laughs> naked gun I was. was saying, I like scary movie actually more than I like uh, Spaceballs. No, no, I like Spaceballs over no, scary movie. Uh, Spaceballs is uh, way maybe because I like I'm more familiar with everything that scary movie is talking about. That could be why. Now, nah, but they had so many great jokes in Spaceballs. I loved. I, I don't know if if you, this is one of your favorites when when they're like comb the desert and you I see know, the giant ass that and then the uh, they jam the radar and you just see Jelly oozing out of the computer. Yes. Uh, that they had uh, a nod to Alien. Uh, in the cantina scene, so that was pretty fun too. So they 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 try to add in a couple other horror movies, but or movies at the time. But it was very Star Wars centric, and the way that they just parodied the whole thing, especially with like Chewbacca's character. Uh, I think his name was Bark or something like that. Barfy, I think, Bar- or something yeah. like that. Wait, and, he- the pow- <laughs> and the power of the Schwartz. Yeah, no, that w- that that whole movie was parodied perfectly for me. All right, Jen, what is your number ten? My number 10 is Desperately Seeking Susan, and nobody so, has seen that. Have you seen that? So I, I have seen it. It's such a girl movie, though. So oh, wait, I mean, it's so good. I've okay, never so. heard of this movie. I'm desperately searching for her. Uh, you can He's search like, for it. He's desperately searching on who's in it. It's, uh, <laughs> what, is it? Actually, what, what is this? It's uh, Madonna's first Madonna. major film role. Uh, that's starts, why I haven't seen it. Stars uh, Rosanna Arquette, Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne, um, Aiden Quinn. It actually had John Turturro is in it. Um, it was a ni- it's a 1985 movie. It's actually 85 percent 
on Rotten. 87. And Madonna is good in it, too. Like, and Madonna's, Madonna's not bad. really good in it. She's not um, bad in it. I mean, I think because it was also like, I don't know that it was specifically written for her, but the role itself is like this kind of, there's this bored housewife played by Rosanna Arquette, and she um, kind of ends up seeing that like, there's this personal ad in the newspaper um, from Aiden Quinn, who plays Madonna's boyfriend in the movie, and he's like this rocker. And uh, he always puts in this ad, like whenever he's going to be in town in New York City, and Madonna looks for it, and she does. And she sort of starts to fantasize about being... Susan um and so she goes to like find her she's from like actually Fort Lee New Jersey um and she goes out into the city and she ends up like hitting her head and getting amnesia and thinking that she's Susan and then Madonna's character has to like find her and they eventually meet up and anyway it's a great movie into the groove is is uh sung at a club scene um it's just a fun movie Madonna plays like she plays herself essentially like this you know, regular girl, but she's very dressed Madonna-esque, and and it's just a fun, like, kind of like, I would say it's like a dramedy, I guess, but not really drama. It's just fun. Lighthearted. So, Desperately Seeking Susan is my number 10, and this is a movie I can watch over and over and over again, and it used to be on HBO, and I just, yeah. Again, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. There you go. Never. I do love how, like, you never heard of it? You never like I. I no, I've actually I never even, even heard of it. We're gonna watch it. I saw it no, I've never heard of it either. HBO. Like that's how I saw it, and I knew of it because I knew that Into the Groove was in it, right? yeah. and and um, I also remember the poster for some reason. I don't know why, but like I, that's why I ended up watching it. It's not a bad movie. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's funny. Eighty-seven. That's the moment. Well, you know, speaking of it's that, very, I it's noticed, very much. It's, it's very eighties. It's very eighties. Yeah, <laughs> especially last week. Like you base your top ten a lot on music, right? I do actually. I've noticed that. Well, I feel like the mu- music in a movie plays it plays such a big role, and if you really utilize your soundtrack, especially like in and and out, even with like movie scores, like it it makes such a difference. And so like I usually will equate like all these movies that I used to watch. That's kind of also how I learn more about different like artists and things like that. Like so, actually, a lot of my top ten has some pretty they have some pretty stellar soundtracks shout out to saturday night Iconic. fever yeah awesome number oh, one, was number so one happy. last week alina was so happy all right g what is your number 10 all right my number 10 is the lost boys and uh i actually added it to number 10 after i, I rewatched it again because it had its 30th anniversary earlier this week oh that's this week already 30 yeah, years. yeah yeah and um it's just it's not it's it's a really fun movie but when i watched it again i watched like the little like behind the scenes stuff on the blu-ray and we give crap to joel schumacher for batman and robin but we kind of forget that he made like a handful of really good movies before batman and robin and they were all talking about how like he he is like such a really visual director and like it was like they basically said like joel schumacher is the only one that could have directed that movie he was the one that I guess in the script, uh, early script stage, like the movie was really aimed at little kids. It wasn't supposed to be like an R-rated, like vampire movie, and it was his idea to be like, okay, let's make them teenagers. I really just want them to be. I want the movie to be sexy, and I want them to look cool. So everything about, like the the actual Lost Boys in the movie, like they look like they are they are the epitome of cool. Like they shoot the way he shoots them, the way they kind of enter a room, like he kind of makes you want to be them, I and like. And he's really good at like, and he has a really strong visual style. Like the the scene where uh, 
uh, where they take Michael to that, like that beach party and like, you know, the whole like initiations over M- Michael and they like reveal to him that they're, they're vampires. vampires. Yeah. Like that scene is just so well done and shot and cut. Like it's just a really cool scene. And there's like a lot of that in the movie that I really appreciate it beyond and, it just being a fun movie too. And I'm with you. I love, uh, the, the cry little sister song as well. Oh, uh, also, yes, I don't, classic. the only, I guess the only, uh, I love the Lost Boy. I get the only issue I have with that movie is uh, that sex scene with Michael. Oh, it's really cheesy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like '80s cheesy love se- uh, sex scene. Like Top Gun. Yeah, kind kind of right. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Kind of, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Um, have you you haven't seen the Lost Boys? Jen has no, never I seen the Lost haven't. Boys. You've never seen the Lost Boys? Oh no, God, I've seen, make like, her watch it today. And, <laughs> I've seen like bits and pieces, but not like so. I know the it's story so and stuff, good. but Lost not so really good. good. But not like essentially. I mean, I know oh, the Frog Jamie Brothers like, is in it. Uh, yeah, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz at her hottest. Like she was hot in the just, Lost Boys. Just remember now, Jen has seen Speed Two Cruise Control before she saw the Lost Boys and Grease too. No, 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 no. Oh boy. I know where this. I know where this is going. We're gonna, and this is the only time that movie you ever make a best of list. Well, here's here's the deal too with the Lost Boys. My friend actually pointed this out, and I don't necessarily agree, but he he loves the Lost Boys, but he feels that the ending is like really rushed. Like he doesn't like the whole like reveal at the end. Like yeah, no spoilers. But with what happens, yeah, and like he just felt it was really rushed compared to how like tight the rest of the movie is. I can see what you mean. I mean because a lot of a lot of shit happens right at the end. Yeah, the last five minutes. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. All right. So Lost Boys is G's number 10. Moving on to my number nine. My number nine is The Shining. Um, why, why are you making that face? I'm not making a face. I'm smiling. So what's funny is that The Lost Boys knocked. I had The Shining at 10, and then I knocked it out for The Lost Boys. I'll go with the, my sh- number nine is The Shining for me, too. All right. So we'll just piggyback on that. Anyone else have The Shining at it was no. my honorable mention. Okay. It was it's somewhere in my honorable mention. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think me and Luke can I think The Shining is the second best Stephen King adaptation on a film. The Except best. he he doesn't feel that way. That's yeah, so funny. It, the best <laughs> the best one will be mentioned next week on our nineties conversation. <laughs> uh I would agree with that. I mean it's it's legit. I mean, people it's hard to be scared, but I guess the feeling of being in that giant hotel room, a haunted hotel, by yourself, just by yeah. yourself. I think it just it. Every time I watch it, I feel like it's so creepy. Just any scene where he's by himself walking around that hotel, and you're just yep. like, and the decor. I think Kubrick's use usage of the de- the hotel and the rug and everything in that film it just creeps me out. The twins. Um, what else can we talk about? Red rum, everything about it. I mean, they, Danny is a creepy little fuck. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Who is it? Who is actually a teacher? We met him in August, uh, in March. I think you mentioned this in a previous yeah. episode. Science teacher. He's a science teacher in Colorado, I believe. I think so. And he, I don't. He doesn't like talking about The Shining. No, of course he doesn't. Oh, well, he it's like not it. that he doesn't like talking about it. I think it's that a lot of it he doesn't remember. He was so young, so there's only so much he like really remembers about it. And then I'm sure also like he's never had a role after that. No. No, okay. he kind of. You know who else doesn't like talking about their movie? That. The little kid from The Omen. Doesn't like talking about it either. Who the, who is this kid anyway? I've never. Interesting. I didn't even know. Like, did he have a career after? Or it was just like. No, he, he only. I think. Uh, I wanted. He didn't really have a career after that, which is why he doesn't really like talking about it. He like. It's probably the similar reasons. He doesn't really remember a lot of doing it, and the fact that it's like everyone seems to have like a connection to it that he doesn't quite understand. 
uh, I guess. But I mean, whatever, dude. You're in it. Own it. <laughs> and all the all the nods yeah. in The Shining to uh, the moon landing and all the conspiracies regarding The Shining. Yeah, I'm a big, big conspiracy guy, so I think that added to my I've, love for I, the film. I, I've dipped my toes in that rabbit hole. From you time did too. To time. It's just a tad too long is my problem. I mean, it's good. It's really good. It's just really long. It's, I will say it for a horror film, what we're used to and accustomed to, it's, it's a little I know, It's long. a very different horror film, yeah. Yeah, That usually needs to be like, a, horror films are like a swift 90 minutes. <laughs> and I that mean, is not. <laughs> the, speaking of horror, like Annabelle creation is almost two hours, but it didn't. I didn't feel the length on That's it. That's a long time for a horror movie? Too, yeah, sure. but no, The Shining, I think The Shining, despite the fact Shout out to Jen's one of Jen's best friends, Adrian. I know Adrian. Hey, hey. I know that it has the you know that uh, Kubrick changed a lot from the book, and that's frowned upon. But no, I but think, she loves the movie either way. Oh no, she I just know. Hates that it's but I think that this version is better than the TV version that came out like in the nineties. I've never seen the TV version. It's the exact copy of the book. Okay, it's pretty pretty awful. Mm. But yeah, The Shining is my number nine and lose nine. Do you want to add anything else to that? Uh, no, I just like the also the transformation that you see throughout the movie um, that he takes, and it's just his facial expressions are just Nick Nicholson is so yeah good. Nicholson. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, I will say. Uh, he also, I love that Nicholson gets a lot of the credit, but Shelley Duvall is actually really good in that movie too. Like she's good at being just like frightened, like completely frightened and scared. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, I totally bought like her fear, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that's real fear because apparently she went through some stuff filming it, like with Kubrick. Kubrick was a very, uh, I don't want to say difficult director. That's not the right word, but he he pulled a lot out of her. Like and it was a lot of it was not just like just from filming. Like he kind of just like was very hard on her and it did shows she, on screen. Did she do anything <laughs> after? She was in Popeye. She was Olive Oil. Yeah, yeah she was Olive she Oil. She had a few right. movie roles there. And, 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 also, and I think now she's kind of crazy. Last thing yeah, I saw. Unfortunately. We yeah. sucks. And then also, I mean, one of the best shots in The Shining are the twins. The twins. Uh, and then when, the most memorable one is the, the axe of the door. Yeah, with a here's Johnny. Oh, here's, yeah. here's Johnny. Yep. Yeah. So that's what the Shining actually, was in the they, 80s. Really, they, really, uh, they did a good parody of The Shining on one of the Treehouse of Horrors on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh. that was a very good parody. <laughs> yeah, it's a really funny. It's so funny. That's probably that's one like, of my favorite, one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Yeah, it's like it, that was during like the golden age of The Simpsons. So it's a really solid, funny episode. Awesome. Got to check it out on YouTube if it's available. All right, Jen. So my number nine is. <laughs> I feel like she like, gets so excited and worried about her, over her smile. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, she does it well. It's like a mix of excitement and like, what the fuck are these guys gonna well, say? Well, because I'm like really excited. I'm always she really excited to be from on. Ear I'm to really ear. excited to like share my picks. Um, but then, yeah, I'm like cautioned because you know, then I All get, right. like, the dirty looks. Uh, okay, so my number nine is aliens. Not bad. So far down it's the so list. So down the list. It is far down. I'm the just list. happy I made it. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. I guess we should just be happy. Okay. It was there's the no list. way so... she. There's no way she wasn't gonna put aliens it's on. It's so that far list. down the list only because. Because Grease Two is higher. Well, Grease Two is higher. <laughs> but... <laughs> Why? Also, two different movies. Um. No. 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 It's so. It's <laughs> yeah. Far... You're gonna pull. You're gonna pull the. You can't compare them. So, <laughs> yeah. No, one's, it's true, though, one's good as one's bad. No. 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 They're both fantastic, but they're not the same. So. Um, no, it's further down my list only because I came to it late in life. Like, I feel like if I had watched it more as a kid, although maybe I wouldn't have, um, related to it quite in the same way. Granted, I'm not fighting aliens or, you know, 
in space. Not but, yet. But like, oh, what Can a you crush. say not yet? What a, what <laughs> yeah, a crush. I, I don't know what that reference was. <laughs> <laughs> I, let, I let that one go. Um, <laughs> Sigourney you're Weaver. On, you're on your way, though. <laughs> uh, Sigourney Weaver is just badass as Ripley. I mean, oh, man. Super, super girl crush in this movie. Oscar nominated performance. Too. Oscar nominated. Um, the film as a whole. I mean, I guess also, like, I saw it after Alien. And then, you know, like, we saw this. I think it was the the why it made such an impact for me was that we, you know, we basically watched it in the theater with every with the crowd and everyone. Uh, and, the, and Sigourney Weaver. And Sigourney Weaver was there after. Um, so I wish it was, it's such a great movie. I mean, the action, everything, the, the ending cleans up nicely. Like everything just ties together and she's just badass. I mean, like, I don't know. I, sh- it was great. So it's on my list only. At th- number nine, only because I came to it a little later in life. But I feel like if I watched it as a kid, maybe I wouldn't have appreciated it, it have, quite yeah, the I think same it, way. I, we're familiar with it sooner. I, I think we all have more to say about this later. So I think so. I think um, so. Yeah. I, while while we're on the topic of Alien, I watched Alien Covenant again the other day, and I think I would give it a slightly better review this time around. Like like detached from like the hype, it was a little better second time around. I mean, it's it's out soon, right? Because I know the digital. I think so. It's out. The digital, the digital came out August first. Yeah. When it comes out, I'll, I'm gonna give it another watch. Maybe I'll change my opinion. I yeah, mean, I was actually like, I was like, oh, this was a little better than I remember. But I think it had a lot to do with like me being so hyped up for it and then feeling a little bit the same way. Yeah. All right. So Aliens is agenda number nine. G, what's your number nine here? Uh, my number nine is <laughs> gonna make you mad. It's coming to America. It won't make Lou mad, I guess. No, at least it's low enough on the list. Uh, I don't know why you don't think it's it's just so brilliant. Like it's like, I think it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Like out of all of them, it's just really funny and really well, I think clever. It's one of his best, I'll say. Yeah, I don't hate it. I just not a big fan of it. Oh, there's so many good, and the whole cast is good too. It's not just him. Like Arsenio Hall is good. Arsenio James Hall was hilarious in that movie. Yeah, Arsenio Hall is like the best kind of like sidekick. They played well off each other. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's one of the comedies I grew up with a lot growing up. Like, I would watch it and then stop it and then rewind it and then watch it again. That's how much I loved coming to America when I was a kid. Did you ever buy any, uh, So Glow? Uh, everyone laughs because, like, when my hair grows out, it gets really cur- curly. And I have to put this, like, S curl shit in it. Which, <laughs> which basically all my friends call So Glow. So they used to make fun of me because if I fell asleep like on a road trip <laughs> car and I would like lean up against the window, it would like leave stuff on the window. <laughs> so yeah, all my all my friends. Call- that's, that's a hard life yeah. right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, all my friends call it so good. Oh, and like uh, I don't know, it's like I don't know. I I don't. I'm really surprised you don't like it as much as I. But I, I'm very like particular with comedies. Comedy, yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I just have a hard time with them. All right, moving on to number eight. This might be a little surprising because I never, ever, ever talk about it, but I really, really enjoy it. My number eight is Gremlins. That was in, that was in my honorable mention, yeah. Yeah, so, Lou, have you seen Gremlins? I was trying, I don't, I don't like Gremlins. Oh, man. Oh, did you like Gremlins? Oh, uh, did so... even make my honorable? Uh, well, yeah, little Gre- gizmo? Gre- <laughs> I, Gremlins is, I mean, Gremlins is a horror movie. The first one's a horror movie. Yeah. It's not. It's a. It's a PG. It's a PG horror movie, right? G. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, 
you have that cute little gizzard. and a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So I mean, it's it has some of the best practical effects and animatronics that we've seen in the eighties. I mean, Gizmo is fantastic. Do you know who plays Gizmo? Gene? No. Uh, Howie Mandel is yes. the voice. Really? Yes. Shout out I, to I Howie. Was it out too. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And it I sound like. <laughs> and I think uh, the way. The other gremlins, because Gizmo's a mogwai, and then when you know after you know the rules, after midnight you don't feed it and you can't get it wet. Mm. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> get your mind out the gutter, Lou. And then um, after midnight, that's what happens. And then you create these, I guess, ugly, but in in, in terms of like filmmaking, like these gorgeous looking creatures. That... Also, no bright light. And no bright light. I forgot about Sound no like bright light. Good job. And Jen did not see Gremlins until about a year ago. I know. I don't know where I was, but uh, I didn't see it, but he's so cute. I don't know where I was. (laughs) I don't know. know. We were in a car. It was dark. (laughs) No, no, no. I know where I was when I saw it, but I'm saying, like, I don't know where, how I, like, kind of missed it. I may have seen it as a kid, but to be honest, like, I didn't remember, and it may have been one of those, like, movies that were on and just passing. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. And Zach they also have two very likable leads too. I think Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates are really likable. Like, yeah. you, I mean, we I mean, if, yeah, I mean, I, it would be just a movie that you could watch just for like the practical effects and all the like monster stuff. But like, he's one, yeah, of, kinda, like likes them too, and like they're both really good in it. And he's one of those that embraces it because we met Zach Galligan a few years ago, and he like is he's all about the Gremlins life. There you go. Also in that movie is Corey Feldman, and Corey Feldman owned the '80s too. I would also like to point out. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because Corey Feldman was in it for what, like two or like what? five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's not in it long at all. Yeah, he's the one. I think when Billy first gets uh, Gizmo, he's like, "Oh, what is this?" and all that. Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And I love how they like it's based in a small town. Yeah, yeah. Because usually, like these horror movies are based either in a campsite or like a big city or a suburb. But this thing is like this like town that has like 5,000 people in it and these gremlins are terrorizing the entire town. I don't even consider this a horror movie though. Well it is horror movie. Yes. I mean I guess it's a horror comedy. It's a horror yeah. comedy. There you go. Uh, they really they went for the comedy more with the second one. Did that you like isn't... Did you like how the, the evil gremlins looked? Like Spike and all these. Well yeah, Spike the... had that little mohawk. Yeah. Did you like them when they were little mogwais before they turned? Oh when they were just like the baby? Yeah. Yeah they're cute. The they second... were bullied. They were, yeah, bullied. They were bullied. Poor Gizmo. Poor Gizmo. <laughs> he he got totally bullied by I just all of them. To hug Gizmo through most of this movie. Oh, I man. love when that old lady gets her come up and stuff. Yes, you haven't. <laughs> it's so good. I have you, seen them. you remember that or not? I haven't seen yeah, Gremlins in a, so in a while. Good. It's like oh, like that's the only time we were ever rooting for the bad Gremlins because they were just yeah, like, yeah. They took down this fucking. She was the one that was like de- destroying Billy's like career, right? Was it her? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> the, the second one, like like G says before, the second one is a 90s film, but it is more comedy driven. Yeah. But they're both good. I think number two is a little bit of an underrated sequel. I think it's it holds up well. It is. I think because it's so different is why people kind of. I mean, to this day, Gizmo is still an iconic 80s, I guess. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Puppet figure. Uh, figure. I will go with figure. So, I mean, shout out to Gremlins. I'm, if you haven't seen Gremlins, because. It is 2017. There might be people that haven't seen Gremlins that are younger, younger sure. listeners. Definitely check check it out. And Chris Columbus wrote that movie, by the way. Who also director? Shout out to Home Alone. Yeah, I mean, like, talented dude. All awesome. right, Lou. What's your number oh, eight? 
After after twelve is the best time to feed them and get them wet. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. My number eight is Ghostbusters. Dave, Dave is uh he's Dave, having a, he's a moment. Get he's having it. a moment. I don't have much. You should be happy with me. I'm not. I'm yeah. not a hardcore Ghostbusters fan either. I, I mean, I don't like. like You're I, I not mean, a it, ghost head. It's, not a, it's, not it's a ghost good, head. but I definitely do not have the same like visceral reaction to it that everyone else does. Like when it was getting remade, I was like, "All right, I'm all right with it," and everyone else is kind of like, "Just well, <laughs> no." I, I mean, I'll talk about. I guess I'll talk about this later when I get to it. But I don't feel. I. I you could even ask Jen. I was never on that. Don't remake it. I had a problem with. The fact that if you're gonna remake it, like have it be in the same universe, have almost. it like have it be a sequel, not a complete re, you know, reimagining, reimagining, because there's no point. Like, and the but, remake was good because I, pers- I mean, it was good. It wasn't terrible. I don't think I it was terrible. It. I yeah, think I that it, it would have been better if the of the like because I had I never had a problem with it being girls. I don't know if you. No, I never had a problem, I and I know care. Jen definitely didn't. So. Imagine if she did though, that would be hilarious. No, the only one that has a problem. <laughs> the so, only one. Like my my biggest my biggest issue was like it should have been the Ghostbusters that were alive because uh, Harold Ramis passed away. Mm-hmm. Should have been they're training them like Bankman. I mean, if they're gonna be in the movie, That's what everybody why thought not? was gonna happen. What happened? That's what everybody thought was gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, so like, you weren't cool with like the random cameos that they just put no in? no. Like I I didn't like that at all. But well, yeah. it had to stand on its own. I mean, I get why they kind of. It, like they threw in cameos rather than it just being like they wanted to remake it, but they also wanted it to stand on its own. I guess. And what makes- suck? What sucks is that the movie, which wasn't bad, and there are a lot of uh, they're called ghost heads that are diehard Ghostbusters fan. Yep. Like no one saw the movie, and I think that they, I know one in particular that's a, that's a friend of mine that he boycotted it. He didn't like well, the fact that there were women money, or anything. It, it made money. It just didn't make enough money. To, to warn a sequel. Which to warn And it's a stupid reason to not watch a movie. If, if the director didn't, like, spend a ton of money on expensive reshoots, then they maybe could have... I mean, look at Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, sh- like, hated... Oh, yeah, he was, like... He was kind of... He was, like, yeah, you know what? I was a producer on that. I would have loved to have done another one. But the director spent a lot of money on reshoots and more effects, so... But we yeah, lost he, money. What did, you, <laughs> what, what did you love or, like... Of the original Ghostbusters? Yeah, since oh, it was just, the, the funny, the cast had great chemistry. Um, Bill Murray I, has good delivery. Yeah, always. Every movie is on Caddyshack, Ghostbusters. He was. I like pretty, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney, <laughs> I love Weaver, Sigourney Weaver in it too. But she, uh, she was killing the eighties. I remember if anybody ever asked yeah, you if you're a god, <laughs> she was working girl. If anybody ever asked you if you're a god, always say yes. <laughs> always. And I, I mean, I'll talk about it later. But that that twist, little twist at the end when they're like. Don't think about anything, and it's fucking Ray, and it's a tape of Marshmallow Man, yeah. and like his reaction is like, like to everyone's shock, it's just a fucking Marshmallow Man, <laughs> and they kind of hinted in the beginning, they kind of like they show a bag of Stay Puft Marshmallow Man yeah. in the beginning of the movie too, so you're like, oh shit, like looking back at it now, you're like they actually kind of hinted that they were going there, so but yeah, I, I'll talk about my Ghostbusters yeah. more later. It's great, great movie. Uh, got a good song. <laughs> And soundtrack is fantastic on Ghostbusters as well. Busted makes me feel good. Oh boy. Okay. That's <laughs> that's in the song. Oh, okay. I think, I think man, personally, no. you were revealing something to us real quick. I thought we had a moment. Lou's mind is in the gutter today. No, it's not. You said it first. That's... Yeah, it is in the gutter. The Gremlins thing was 
aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it was aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. It wasn't even subtle. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, Jen. All right. So my number eight is... Adventures in Babysitting. The fact that Grease 2 is still not named yeah, and it just keeps getting you. higher and higher is really depressing. Um, me. So it's actually funny that you mentioned Chris Columbus because this was actually his first movie. This was his that movie he wrote or that, that he directed, his di- directorial oh. debut. Um, so Adventures in Babysitting stars Elizabeth Shue, uh, Anthony Rapp, who actually later gained more fame uh, in Rent. And, oh, he was in Rent. Yep, he was in Rent. Wait, wait, the guy with the glasses. He's the yeah the guy with the glasses the best oh, friend. He's gonna be on Star Trek Discovery. That's, That's Anthony awesome. Rapp, yeah. And then Keith Coogan. Keith Coogan was also um in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, I love that movie. Also too. like <laughs> another '80s actor you'll usually recognize. I mean, there's a lot of actors you'll know from the '80s. Like they just like really pushed out all of these movies. Um, so Adventures in Babysitting. She has to babysit. You have classic. You actually have a long a young Bradley Whitford who plays her douchebag boyfriend. In the movie, so this was obviously pre-West Wing, um, Dude, and Get Out. Vincent D'Onofrio is in this. Yes, so <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts. Who is Vincent he? D'Onofrio plays this garage mechanic, and the little girl that's in the movie is obsessed with Thor. And she actually, when they meet him, he's got like this like helmet on, like this kind of like this hat, and he's very like, like you. If you look up Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie, you would never think he is the same person at, when you compare him to like Kingpin. Kingpin. Like, he is, like, much more slender, like, more fit. He's got this blonde hair. You wouldn't, like, he looks like a surfer guy almost. Like, you wouldn't think this is the same person. Um, So she's like, oh, Thor. And she, like, bows down to him because he's, like, this mighty figure with, like, a hammer. Um, So, no, the movie's great. Also has some really good uh, songs in it. Uh, And it's just kind of, it's based out in Chicago and and her like running around and all these different adventures and um it's really I'm good. Su- it's I'm great. surprised they never remade this. They did remake I it. I actually really <laughs> hope no, did they, they did they really? It. Yeah, the Disney Channel. They did remake it. Oh, they, well, okay. Well, yeah. well, no, they might have named it that, but I don't know that it was a remake of this, was it? Yeah. The girl sure? from uh from Girl Meets World is in it. Well, then Which that's one? terrible. The, I'm watching that. The, blonde, the 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 better one of the two? <laughs> no, they're both fine. And this ah, actually, the, her friend was clearly the better of these. This is actually 77% on Rotten. So if you haven't seen Adventures in Babysitting, uh, check it out. And the opening scene <laughs> with Elizabeth Shue dancing around in her room is she, classic. You know, what, you know what I've loved about the last two choices is that Jen has backed them up with very fresh you know, Rotten Tomatoes. You, you know, you know <laughs> my retort to that is I can't wait when she says Grease 2 and I bring up Rotten Tomatoes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bring it. Guys, I don't, I don't know how, how much research you do for these lists, but these two, I, I feel like they just pages and pages of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes because I do go on IMDb. Like, I, I'm, like, like I'm looking at Adventures of Babies. That's a 6.9 out of 10, which is not bad for a movie like that. No, I mean, I really don't do I a lot of I research. Don't, but... I've only seen bits and pieces of it, so I need to. I guess I need to check it out. No, you should. You should watch it. It's really. It's so. It's just fun. It's fun. You're watching it, and you're in there with her, and you're like, "Oh man, I would hate to be babysitting these kids." And then like the adventures, they go to a frat party, they do all these things, they end up on the side of the, I think, the Sears Tower in Chicago. It's it's just crazy. It's it's a really good movie. Um, I had a I had a brief crush on Elizabeth Shue, and it was yeah. it's not, it's not from this movie. It was from Leaving Las Vegas, and she played a 
Speaking of, speaking of Elizabeth Shue, Elizabeth, <laughs> she actually has a movie coming. Elizabeth Shue is in the like remake of seconds. Elizabeth Shue is in the remake of Death Wish. Death Wish that's coming out soon with Bruce Well, Willis. her career, right? So did she? She was nominated for an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas, and then and downhill then, she went. She really did a lot of '80s movies more and than. She didn't really do much after, after that. that. I mean, she, really she was in Hollow Man, that. if you guys remember that. I oh remember God. Hollow. I tried, not, I tried not to remember Hollow Man. <laughs> Shout out to so, Kevin Bacon. Have you that seen movie Hollow made Man? money yeah, too somehow? <laughs> Yeah, um, so, uh, and then I'm only bringing up the rotten because I know that David's giving me the dirty looks. So I'm like, he's a stickler you, for these. No, I'm only he's giving you a stickler well, no, I, for I these percentages. So I I'm dropping some knowledge here. So I, I wouldn't have thought that. I wouldn't have By the way, if you look up Adventures in Babysitting on IMDb, it says you may also like Space Camp, uh, Harry and the Hendersons, uh, Fly, Fly of the Navigator, and Short Circuit, which I totally love forgot. Short I love Short Circuit. Short Circuit's fun. I watched that a lot. Oh, and I forgot about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What's wrong with me? That's oh my an gosh, 80s so movie? Yeah, it's an 80s movie. Oh, it was early shit. 90s. Isn't Steve uh, No, it came out in like 88 or 89. <gasps> Fuck. Oh, 89 uh, on the cusp. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think I just Weird. remembered a movie that I didn't it mention. It came out the same weekend as... It looks like it came out the same weekend as Batman. <laughs> oh, then that made, movie made no money then, right? It did make <laughs> money. It made a lot of money. There's did room it? for both of them. <laughs> oh, I may have to switch my list around a little bit. All right, so yeah, uh, movie. well, while Jen, while Jen's Honey, switching that, two hundred twenty-two million at the box office worldwide. Oh, that's not bad at all. And then while Jen changes her list around that's a little what bit, like five Gee, what, what is your number eight? Oh, sorry, I gotta go back to my list. No, dude, uh, it's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is that number eight? Uh, uh, why is it too low? <laughs> oh no, it's in my honorable mention for me. Yeah, you didn't hear that? Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, oh, I, I actually was. really love actually all the Indiana Jones movies. Even um, even Crystal Skull? Even, even, well, no, not all of them, sorry. I don't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. What number are we on? Uh, not really. I like Temple of Doom a lot, too. A lot of people don't give that one a lot of credit. But I don't know. I, as a whole, I like watching the original trilogy, like, back you, to back. You know, really what I, you know what I think with Temple of Doom, the problem is, is the fact that it changed so much from the dynamic, like, really, from it's the also first really one. Dark. It's, like, really dark. And the movie but, takes place like in one location for like a really long time, right? Yeah, really long time. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of really I th- I'm gonna just pick it back, man. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my number seven. All right, I'm so you guys, you guys, you guys do that. Kept, I just skipped me a seven, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm not a big Indiana Jones fan, but that probably the best movie for me uh, out of all of them. Uh, last place would be the Shia LaBeouf disaster. <laughs> you know, it's, of course. you know, you know what the create. I I love when I look. Like I said, I'm a stats guy, so I love looking at Ryan Tomatoes. Tomato. I don't you know give a fuck about I'm Ryan just Tomatoes. Saying, well, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're all gonna be on Ron Tomatoes one day, so you should <laughs> give a fuck about Ron Tomatoes. Shout out to Ron um, Tomatoes. I love Ron Tomatoes. Uh, what was I gonna say? You know that Crystal Skull is certified. Really? Uh, like sixty something? No, I think it's in the eighties. Oh, really? Me, uh, I'm getting that up. I'm getting that up while Lou goes through. People no, but... were being very nostalgic, I suppose, because like it's not that good. <laughs> I thought uh, Spielberg did his thing directing this movie, in my opinion. It was Chris, Crystal Skull is certified at 77. There you go. That's sad. Did you know, <laughs> I think we talked about this on a podcast with Crystal Skull, that they used the ending, the original ending of Back to the Future. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know with, that at all. Uh, when, he, when he sticks himself in the fridge. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that was supposed to be used in Back to the Future. Fun, Fun fact. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I do enjoy Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark a good It's amount. a fun, like, adventure movie. Like, it's a really solid adventure movie. And yeah, I mean, it it's a theme park attraction in, in Holly, Disney's Hollywood Studios. So. Yeah. And, and, uh, and another, another iconic iconic character for Harrison Ford. Yeah, of course. 
That guy loves rebuilding franchises. I swear he's going back to all his franchises. I think he thinks he's going to die soon or something. So he's like, like well, I'll be Blade Runner. Let's talk to our resident Grim Reaper. Wow, where did that title come from? (laughs) Oh, you don't know? So every time we go somewhere, Uh and there's like an older guy, Jen's like, no, like, okay, hold on. Are you going to get a ban from conference? Actor or actress that's signing. Let's let's not just say that I'm like going to get a You're going to get a ban from cons. So you're like, you're like, she's like, babe, you should meet him. You know, you never know. He might be gone soon. (laughs) I mean, it's not not about being a good You stay the fuck away from Stan Lee. No, but, she did say no, that but I Stan told Lee. them, I was like, Stan Lee is going to be at New York Comic Con. Oh my you have God. to do it. It's over. No, no, the no, reason, no, the reason. It's I, true, though. Year, that's why. Uh, but it's true. Like, you can't miss. You have to say yes to the opportunity. The if one you time. Wait, you never know. I, I mean, will Carrie say. Carrie Fisher. That's what I was going to say. I give her. A f- I mean, there's no way I wasn't I mean, I didn't Carrie say Fisher. it about Carrie Fisher because I didn't think it at the time either. But I was like, no, she's here. You you might as well. Like, we have to. Like, the most no recent. The most recent Grim Reaper comment was with. uh the guy that recently, uh, John Hurd? John Hurd. Oh, the Home Alone dad. We, yeah. were, we, so we, we were at a convention, and we were going to meet him, but we were like, oh, we really don't want to spend the 40 bucks or 30 bucks. We were going to wait. And then we were going to wait for another convention. And, and then, look at that, and then John look, he Hurd. passed away. So yep. our, our resident Grim Reaper. No, I'm not your resident. That makes me, that sounds that's terrible. A hell, that's a hell of a title. Right? <laughs> no, but it makes sense, though. Like, so but, if I had the opportunity, it's like, like with someone like Stan Lee, who was like in his 90s, you have mean. to understand that that's kind of <laughs> obvious that like you stay the fuck well, away from Stan Lee. <laughs> no, no, I actually Stanley's gonna go to little one. I was on the Carrie Fisher line waiting while David was waiting for, for Stan Lee. Stan. So we tagged so you like, on that one very well. Yeah, just to because you know there's just so many people meeting and you gotta stand on these lines. And Stan so Lee is so frail. Of, like well, I give him it. so much credit for still doing this because I mean I didn't even shake his hand. He wasn't shaking anyone's hand. He just like gave a dap, and even his like. Dabbing so, him. So like, he's so frail. He's a nice guy, well, though. Because he's old. I mean, he's he's earned his age. He's, yeah. you know. I can say he probably made like $2 million that week at our Comic-Con. But, uh, but no, like, I mean, really the moral of the story is, like, if you If you get a chance to meet him, that you get a chance meet to meet, like, why not? Like, do it in the moment. When because tomorrow they might be dead. Chance? <laughs> well, it's true. You know, nobody's promised. Is Harrison Ford next? I don't know, man. That When he crashed that plane... Like not that long ago, what was that? Like a year ago already, maybe. Was after Star, a little that bit was, after Star Wars. That yeah. was Calista Flockhart. Yeah. And then it's he like, got into dude, another. <laughs> he got into another accident or something, or like some emergency landing, and so I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if you She's ever get him, complains. which you probably won't. He's bra- and he broke his leg making Star Wars. Yeah. So. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like Harrison Ford like talks to Calista Flockhart because they because sh- she's still on Supergirl kind of and they shoot in Canada. Yeah. And I just imagine he's like, I can fly you over there. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, he's also older, what? He's 77, 72. Yeah. What is she? How old is she? She's like in her late 50s, I think, okay. or 50s. So it's not like a he really giant. That old? No, it's not like what? giant I age so. difference. I think. I mean, they have a kid together. Now I gotta look, so. I gotta look her up. <laughs> I definitely think she's in her 50s. Um, All right. Well, you guys are looking that up. Any more comments about? Uh, oh, she's fifty-two. Yeah, she's fifty-two. Okay, I was so that's say like she's a, my mom's age. There's like a dis- sorry, a wide mom. Rate. <laughs> you just <laughs> gave up the age right <laughs> now. No, my mom doesn't care. She's I totally cool. forgot she was in the birdcage. Oh, damn. Oh and, yeah. And it's funny because you're, when you're talking about guys, you're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. The most famous part of that movie is the beginning that has nothing to do with the real, the actual story of the movie. The one with yeah. The, with, the, with the ball. Yeah, with the boulder. Yeah. yeah. So, my favorite scene is actually um. When he's about to fight that guy with the, I think the whip. With the whip, yeah. And then he just shoots him. So much little dry comedy shit yeah. on it. I love it. All right. Moving on to my number seven, 
My number seven might be a little low, but we're going to start a little trend with alien films. My number seven is Aliens. So, I mean, Jen talked about it before. Uh, it's one of the best sequels of all time. Sigourney Weaver is the definitive female badass, and I know G thinks Linda Hamilton is, but I still... Yeah. I go with... Yeah. I go with... Rip- you get an Oscar nomination. Hell yeah. Holds her own. I go, with, I go with Ripley over Sarah Connor. Um, yeah, I mean... I think uh, Linda Hamilton's more of an angry badass. Yeah, she's very angry, especially in part she's two. She's very upset. Especially in part two. She's extremely upset in part two. Pretty pissed off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Like, Aliens is great. It's one of the best sequels I've ever seen. Uh, the practical effects in that film is top notch. Getting all those aliens on screen. Uh, it has an iconic line: "The get away from her, you bitch." And then, um, yeah, it does. I actually, <laughs> I love I, all the performances are great. I love Newt. Too bad she like you know quit acting and became a teacher. I think she had she could have been really seen really a trend good. here in this episode. Yeah, you know. Uh, but no, Aliens is top notch. We talked about it before, and it's my number seven. All right, Jen, number seven. My number seven is St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, I love St. Elmo's Fire. Isn't it uh, so good? Okay. It's so, so good. Cole <laughs> Schumacher movie, by the way. <laughs> that that reassurance was so relieving to her. That's not a John Hughes movie. Cole Schumacher directed a lot of good no. movies. Man. So actually, that's funny that you say that, because I actually didn't realize right until right now that you said that he directed it, but um, I don't know. I guess also one of my mom's favorite movies. Uh, it has the the entire most, Brat Pack. Yeah, in- essentially <laughs> like most of the Brat Pack: Ali Sheedy, um, Rob Lowe, Jim Nelson, Andrew McCarthy. Me um, Moore's in it. Mayor Winningham is in it. Demi Moore. Um, so it's basically it tells the story of like these kids that graduate from Georgetown and it's like post graduation and they're trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do. And I actually think the movie, you know, despite the 80s look and everything in it, I think you can I mean, I guess I watched it a lot as a kid and I loved it. And then the soundtrack is really good, too. But I guess I, you know, watching it after college and trying to find my own career path and find my own way and what do I want to do with my life and all that, I feel like watching it then I could relate a lot more to it and their struggle and what they're going through. And it's not just like their careers, but it's like their romantic relationships and their friendships and, you know, even trying to still be around for each other when there's just so much going on. Um, So, I mean, I think this is one of the along with The Breakfast Club, this is a big, like, Brat Pack movie. Um, yeah, and I think all, like, Emilio Estevez is in it. They're, they're, Emilio Estevez much, is in it, yeah. Everyone, all of them, except for Molly Ringwald, isn't it? <laughs> a young Andy McDowell is in it as well. Um, I've never seen it. It's great. It's good. I didn't know Joel Schumacher wrote it. I knew he directed it. I'm just looking at it now. He wrote it, too. Oh, yeah. See, look at that. He did. He did. He did Samuel's Fire right before he did The Lost Boys. Yeah, no, St. Elmo's Fire, if you ever get a chance, definitely watch it. Uh, one of my favorites. I can uh, watch it over and over again. All right, G, you're up. Oh, that came so quick. Okay. Uh, my number seven is Back to the Future. Ugh. Is it too low? Yes. Well, Aliens is low on your list. It, Good for the, for the record, for the, it's the second highest on our list. And number seven. No, I'm saying G. Yeah. G's number seven is the second highest because me and Jen had it. No, I had it. Did you have an honorable mention? Yes, she did. Yeah, okay. So me and Jen had an honorable mention. Well. <laughs> I love the ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, well, back it's to in the... the top 10, man. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, back to but I don't know. It's yeah. just a fun movie, and I it's like one of those movies that you I guess you have to grow up with to really like. Because uh, my buddy at work saw it for the first time a year ago and did not have the same feelings that most of us have after you, seeing it. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> that kind of coincides with my next pick, uh, and I'll tell that story when we get to that. Um, the next, uh, my number six. I when I was working at a, I was doing an event for work, and there was I was talking about this movie, and they were like. Oh, that movie, this movie's terrible. And I was like, what? And then I was like, have you seen, like, when's the first time you saw it? And they're like, oh, a couple of months ago. And this is, like, coming from, like, a 50-something-year-old man. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So I totally agree with you, G, that, it, like, it all depends on when you watch some of these movies. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like my uh, brother likes Stranger Things. So I was like, oh, like, maybe you'll like The Goonies. And I showed The Goonies to him and did not get go over well either oh i feel like stranger things like i feel like stranger things and the goonies are like there's a lot of influence there yeah it just thought it was boring i was like oh fuck damn it but yeah back to the i guess you do have to like grow up with some of these yeah back to the future i'll talk about later but because it's higher on your list just a little bit (laughs) all right my number six continues the alien trend my number six is et and we've talked about E.T. on here before, so I'll make it short and sweet. It's great. It's very sad at the end. It makes me cry every time I watch it. It has one of the best scores I've, I've ever heard. It won an Oscar for Best Original Score. Thanks, Thank you, John Williams, for that. It's my favorite Steven Spielberg film. It's fucking great. My number six is E.T. Should have won Best Picture that year. Yes, it should have, because I I actually discussed this with Jen like a year ago. What was the conversation? Gandhi won best picture. Gandhi, E.T. is a better movie than Gandhi. I had, there's well, at least more interesting, I think. What you think Gandhi's more interesting than no? E.T. E. is more oh. interesting. It, that I think the '80s were like it goes back. Or I think the '80s were very every person. E.T. is more. Yeah, Gandhi I mean, is. Very, I don't think Gandhi would have if if Gandhi came out today. Not it wouldn't to say won best that picture. Ben Kingsley didn't kill it, but yeah, yeah, but still, it's fine. I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good movie. It's a biopic. Yeah. Though. I don't think it would have won Best Picture if it came out today, though. I think the Academy is changing, as you can see with everything that happened this year. So, But, um, yeah, no, E.T. is my number six. And it should have won Best Picture. I agree with you, G. All right, Lou, you're up. What's your number six? Uh, my number six is Raging Bull. That's a good movie. It's, it's a great a movie. movie. Uh, De Niro did a stand movie. I, it's, I forgot how good it is. It really is a good movie. Yeah. yeah I mean, it shows... Uh, As far as, like... At, we'll go back to Rocky. It's more Rocky's more of an uh, underdog story. This is more of um, kind of the effect that boxing would have on an individual uh, out in and out of the ring. And uh, I just I, for, I, for a boxing movie, I actually liked the dynamics of, of his home life uh, more than the boxing. The boxing was great, and the whole stuff that uh, that happened there was good. But the dynamics of his like the aggression he had uh, because of the sport and just the relationship he had with like his family members, I thought was a very great aspect of that movie and kind of made it a unique boxing movie within itself. And uh, I don't know if he, like, I I forgot that it was actually black and white, and I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that movie, one of those movies that could have just been colored. No, I think black and white worked perfect, especially mm-hmm. with what the I would story agree with you when you, say, when you when you say that with Psycho. I agree with you, but I don't know about this movie. I think he wanted it to feel like, and old school box because like, when you watch old school boxing from the twenties and thirties yeah, and forties, it's all black and white. So I think he, Scorsese wanted to portray that. I image. guess I think it's it's another movie Scorsese should have won Best Director for. I agree with that. Scorsese should have, I'd say, four Best Directors. 
Because yeah. I think you should have one for Taxi Driver. You should have one for... Bull. Good fellas. You should wager for Bull and then The Departed. And I'm, I might be shortchanging and he might have... Wolf. Oh, no, Street, I shouldn't know. Yeah. I love Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, should he have one for Wolf? No, no. I don't think so. What, what, one that you, what one that year? I forgot. Let me get that for you. Uh, the Gangs of New York year? No, uh, I was thinking of the Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street was 2013. So that was 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. I yeah, don't, I don't think he I don't think he should have won the games in New York here at all because that's a flawed movie, but it's all right. You think so? You yeah, it's, I, it's flawed because like I, I I love Daniel Day Lewis in it a lot. I I just I'm not totally invested in you know I, I do like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm not totally invested in him or Cameron Diaz in that movie. Like when they're on screen, I get taken out of it a little bit. But when Daniel Day Lewis is on screen, I agree. all in in that I, movie. It's yeah, DPL. Leo's not. Leo in that movie is not as. He's not as good as he And I've is seen now. Leo movies, so. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen You're Leo. lying. You've never seen any Leo movies. I actually really like I think Leo does a good performance in Marvin's Room. And that's like not many people have seen that movie. There you go. But it has a really good cast. And um, I'm a little confused. Like In, in the movie Grudge Match, what's your favorite, what's your favorite actor, Kevin Hart? Um, <laughs> did, uh, <laughs> was that Rocky versus? No. It kind of felt like it. That's what they were like. Promoting, but without the actual names, right? Rocky. No, yeah, it's. Wait, what? Gee, what did you say? Did, did, did any other Rocky sequels make your honorable mention? No, no. Or Rambo? I feel like you guys would be all into that. <laughs> no, actually, I like Rambo, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I like Rambo. Yeah, I like Rambo, but yeah, it's too many movies, man. I, I don't want to have that much of a list. <laughs> like me. Like, like Jen. Like. I'm sorry. I love the. <laughs> I'm gonna struggle next week too, but maybe not so. Much. I think the '90s, since we already I, did the teen, we're up. making fun of you about your '90s list. But my '90s list is gonna be. Uh, we already said I, this in the last episode. Do you, episodes, just wanna, <laughs> do you just want to use your list from like a few the, weeks the ago? Movies. The teen movies. <laughs> it's all teen movies. <laughs> it's horrible. All right, all right, you're up. You're up. What do you think my number six is? It's not Grease two because I have a feeling Grease two is number like one. Number, and I'm I say it's number three. I, I'm, I'm predicting. You're three. Pre- Gee, what are you predicting? Grease two. Actually, I'm predicting Grease two at number two. Okay. So you guys, you guys haven't seen. Or you're not like looking at her list. No, 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 no we don't no. know any of our lists. Yeah, okay. we ha- we don't share our list. Before. I'm gonna give you more credit and hope it's not number one. So like two or three. <laughs> I got number two. Lou, you're at number three. Number three and uh, uh, guys is playing the middle. All right. I'm playing two or three. So Grease two is actually my number six. What? Oh, I can't, I, it's, still, it's still tragically high. I think we should. Like, no, it's it's not. You should tag the directors, the <laughs> actors, Michelle Pfeiffer, because Jen, this is the only time Grease Two. It, it is tragically high, Jed. Yeah. Honorable mention was tragically high. Wait, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, what has Michelle Pfeiffer ever commented on it? She has, but very briefly, like, because she, really she knows it's garbage. No, no, no. But I mean, this is. I think she did this. Um, I think she did this before Scarface, or maybe right after. It was after Scarface. It was after Scarface, right? I mean, obviously two different roles, but um, yeah, one's good, one's bad. Well, on well, paper, on paper, it makes sense to want to do it. Like it was the first one was a hit, right? So like, if you like, no. I get it. But but Grease Two, okay, so Grease Two doesn't exact. I mean, it follows at least it's still in the same like universe of Grease. It's not, but the songs are. I'm not going to say that they're better than Grease. Not nearly as catchy but as But they are <laughs> memorable. Like, the people, it's basically a cult classic. So, like, the fans, no. A cult of the, one. You're the only person <laughs> no, I've ever I seen. No, I'm not the only cult of one. I have friends that love A Greece, cult that is still recruiting have, members. 
<laughs> I have friends that hate Grease 2, and I have friends that love Grease 2. You have a boyfriend that hates Grease 2? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, the movie, like, if you really were a fan of, of the movie and, like, watching it a lot as a kid, especially, and growing up on it, like, you know the songs by heart. Cool Rider, Reproduction, Let's Bowl Tonight. Like, there's a lot of, I mean, just as much as I can say, you know, you're the one that I want, and, like, Grease Lightning <laughs> from... <laughs> Yeah. Wait, are you saying wait, wait, you're saying those songs are like as good? So like, I if you watch the movie, they're just as catchy and memorable. And if you especially if you become a fan of the movie and you're watching and and like watching, you'll know the songs like nothing. A girl for all seasons. I mean I mean there's no hand jive in Grease too. No, there's no hand jive, <laughs> but uh there's some that's bold tonight would be the hand jive of Grease. So too, the director of Grease Two is Patricia Birch. Okay. What else has she done? Nothing. She well, didn't direct they, another they, movie after Grease they, 2. That's okay. She only needed to do it once. Um, I th- I so Grease 2. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what she tells herself to yeah. justify. Like, not no, look, the movie that you, ruined her career. Is I like, if you think about it, Grease 2, okay, granted, it didn't have the acclaim of Grease, but it did have a lot of stars in it. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Maxwell Caulfield was in it. And it shows us that you can repeat high school, senior um, year, four times and still make it in life. Didi Khan came back as Frenchie. Well, no, she only she had to come back to finish her credits in science. Sure. All right, whatever. <laughs> Watch the movie again. Grease 2 is, is um, quite honestly the worst movie I've ever seen. No. I will say that it's cool. I think you're being a little more dramatic. I definitely can't say that. I will say that it's cool that in Hairspray, like in Hairspray, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it and John Travolta's in Hairspray. So they have like the Grease 1, Grease 2 connection thing going on. Yeah. I I forgot to tell Jen this the other day. Grease, I'm not Grease. Uh, Hairspray is on HBO, so I might have to see it because I know you. I, I, you should. Hairspray is good. Being that you really like musicals, but I think you might like Hairspray a lot. It's really fun. Not like, gonna lie, fun... I like the Hairspray remake a little bit better than the original Hairspray, and I know that's probably blasphemy. Uh, Wait, the remake is the one with with John Travolta. No, that's the one that's on Efron, HBO. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I mean the original is with um, Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake, and I think it's Divine as as her mother. Ricky Lake, really? Yeah, Ricky Lake plays uh, Tracy. Tracy um, Holy, so... Eve Arden is in Greece too. Yep, she makes cameo. Mother of God. She's also in Greece. She's a principal. She's a principal in Greece. Yep. Oh, she's a principal. So, uh, and Sid Caesar is also. He's <laughs> You're a, like fun, he's the gym teacher fact. in Greece. <laughs> Uh, oh, she no. has a, she has a lot of fun facts. So I do have a lot of fun. Michelle Pfeiffer was hot in Greece too, though. Um, was, hello, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I She'll mean, Stephanie be... Zanoni. She was I... the hottest in Batman Returns, I think. Um, yeah. so yeah, Greece too. I mean, it's a great movie. I know it gets a lot of hate, but and you guys Dude, are all Maxwell gonna keep hating Caulfield on me. Not age well at all. He's no. <laughs> <laughs> He's, so, he's only 57 and looks like at least 70. So he was a <laughs> babe least. in Greece too. And I think well, he was, happened? and he was really, I thought he was really good. Is looking. he the one that Empire died and Records. came back from the dead? In Empire Records, he was great. Uh, Yes, he did. He's he the did one that die. came out he in platinum. He didn't really die. He just went off the cliff for <laughs> and a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I, just looked up, I just looked up Maxwell Caulfield on IMDb. And the first quote that pops up under quotes, before Greece 2, I was called the next Richard Gere. Then after Greece 2, Nobody would touch me. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure he still got touched. They should have called uh, Grease too greasier. No, so I can't get over how badly he's aged. Like a side by side picture of Michelle Pfeiffer now and him is like, oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer still. I think yeah, Michelle she, Pfeiffer. She, Michelle she's Pfeiffer a little can still work, get I think, it. But yeah. she's held up. She's gonna be a mother, so it might be an Oscar year for her to get nominated. Pretty well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so she took a she took a long break and it's coming in hot. <laughs> With Grease movies. 2 is 
is great. I think we should give Jen a round of applause for not being number one. Uh, no, because right. I have a lot more other <laughs> that. So, I mean, I would have loved to put it at number one, but there are just Dude, some Reese, others. Dude, Reese Live on Fox was better than Grease 2. No. Grease Live. No. Oh, on Fox. It was better than Grease 2. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Vanessa Hudgens and that Julian Huff. No. Yeah. No so way. much better than Grease 2. Aaron Tavay. No. No, no. <laughs> Not better than Grease 2. You heard it anyway, here for go watch it. it go watch it and listen to the music and let's do it for our country. I mean, they're in a bus shelter <laughs> and he's trying to get. Wait, them. wait, wait! You can't relate to that. How do we get all patriotic? I don't know. Because of them, you have to watch the movie. So I think there's anyway. hundreds of film podcasts all over iTunes. This is the first and only that will have Grease Two on a top ten That's best not list. That's true. Unless and if it I can, is, I will make that statement. Unless we're doing top ten worst sequels. Anybody that's listening, no, if you best. love Grease Two uh. as much as I do, let me know. You can reach out to me, Jen at well. RealTalking.com. <laughs> uh, we're on social media, so tweet, tweet me. Yeah, we'd love to know at if anyone. RealTalking. Yeah. Yeah. How many Grease Two fans are out there? I want to know. Well, let's, let's we're starting a fan club. That's cool. She's starting a cult to make a classic. I think if I think if people like reach out and say they like Grease Two, Jen should start like a yearly. I'm doing. I'm doing it. She's taking it on tour. Like a year. What did tour. Michelle Pfeiffer do after Grease Two? We're gonna I make this see, happen. I think she like, did her. She did Batman movie, like, right after Grease Two. Oh, after Grease Two, because she did Batman. Uh, yeah. She did Batman Returns after. So. Oh, okay. So Grease Two came out in 1982. Then she did Scarface. Also, it was before Scarface. Oh, that's so why that, I was like, I was that's, curious. Like, that's why she ended up all right. That's, that's <laughs> when she learned how to what what a good movie looks like. Oh, she did the Witches of Eastwick, which is also really good. Oh, and so that to, I actually wanted to put on my honorable mentions, but I kind of I haven't seen the Witches of Eastwick. Oh, it's good. I think it's a really it's Jack really Nicholson. Good. Awesome oh, she was in Dangerous. She was in Dangerous Liaisons. What? Just remember, oh. Dave. Two is two. And one is one. The one is one. She was also in Married to the Mob, which actually is a really good movie. Uh, I think it's Jonathan Demme. And uh, yeah. Matthew Modine, Oliver Platt is in it, here's, Alec Baldwin. Here's a question. Her husband, her husband was once the king of TV. Like, David E. Kelly has created, like, like almost like every yeah. law show you think of. <laughs> I'm curious. Like, I don't know what you guys think. Do you think, like, if comic book films were as popular because i mean they were getting big in the 90s do you think she had a shot at, e- at least being nominated for batman returns for being yeah. batman because i think batman she's returns? fantastic oh well, yeah she is she Catwoman. So when good. i think Catwoman, i just always she still she steals the movie single yeah, handedly. She, she kills it like even people i know that think that movie is either flawed or not good all point her out as being i think it's flawed but I, don't th- I still enjoy it a good still amount still the best Catwoman outfit I mean, she's yes. a better villain than the Penguin. Like, I, I mean, I got nothing against Danny DeVito, who's uh, good. That damn duck. I don't know, yeah. man. Like, besides that fucking duck, <laughs> like, I think Danny DeVito's fine as a Penguin. I think he was written poorly in terms of, like... Yes. There's no. He re- was written to be like Tim Burton. Like, there's no way, like, these Penguins are going to raise this guy. Like, that's just not going to happen. But yeah, Penguins are not that smart. So... <laughs> I, love that da- I love that Danny DeVito did not, like, break character during filming. Like, Christopher Walken said that he did not meet Denny DeVito until after they were done, and I still th- and I still think it has one of the the silliest moment in Batman history. Even with Batman, there's a lot to contend with. Yeah, I think the silliest but, moment in Batman is when he's fucking riding that toy Batmobile. In Batman no, Returns. I think it's, it's hilarious though. <laughs> it's hysterical, especially it's when they do silly. that shot from the back. When they do the shot from the back while he's and it's it. like and it's like vibrating and shaking and shit. It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still I still think the shark repellent batch is the number one to me. But that was supposed to be silly. 
Him and that fucking little Batmobile is like. Pretty sure that was supposed to be silly too. The scene where the penguins like What in Batman Returns is silly. It's supposed to be a serious movie. And the fact that that fucking duck is all over the place and he's riding around in that little Batmobile. It's like. It's like felt like they were selling a toy. <laughs> they they were. were. I had that toy. What the duck? I had the duck. Yeah, it was. It came with. It was a McDonald's toy. They, they, it came with. They, a they, we know duck. you had the duck. Don't lie. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I had the duck. All right. I also had that poster on my wall for a long time, and I wish I knew what happened to it. Oh, I think it's, I, I love I, that poster. I love that poster as well. All right, so we've definitely got an off track thing. No, it's Grease Two. Hold on, because I think my it's Grease Two. My favorite Batman. It all, it all makes sense. It went from Grease Two to Michelle Pfeiffer to Batman Returns. I so think my favorite, my favorite Batman poster might be Batman Forever. The one with the three of them. Oh, with the, the Batman with Forever the one is the one with like, yeah, the, the whole yeah, cast, the, the, like, the, the one with the, the whole cast. Question yeah. mark. I think that's Wait, my favorite. Wait, just the one with the logo and the question mark? No, 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 with the, everybody. The whole cast. Actually, it's a cool poster. Yeah, I think that's my favorite poster. For me, it's another movie I'll mention later. I like the Batman Returns one with all three of them, and then I also like the other one that's the Batman logo but with like the snow thing. Yes, of... that one's good because they try to do the same thing as '89. They just put it with snow, which Batman yeah. Returns is a Christmas movie. Also, yeah, I watch it every Christmas. Yep. All right, G, you're up. How are you gonna follow Grease too? Uh, uh, my number six is A Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought it would be higher. Uh, you're really? Yeah. It almost it almost was top five, but I. I knocked it down. Uh, the movie above it, I like a little bit more. But I actually rewatched it again on West Cra- what would have been West Craven's birthday earlier this week, and uh, it just still like holds up. I, it doesn't feel dated to me at all when I watch it. There's some like scenes in that movie that like are that are legit still really good. Like the whole like Tina's death scene is still like really good. Uh, and also like looking back on it and watching a Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy is actually like scary. Yes. And not, and not joking around and being funny. Agreed. Uh, and the fact that you barely, you don't really see him a lot either. He's like he's obscured in like shadows a lot, and like you don't really get like a full image of him until towards the end of the movie, and that makes him a lot scarier too. So like I don't know. And I also think like even though Heather uh, Langenkamp is kind of like not polished in the movie, like she's not like a great actress in it. I still think she's one of the better like scream queens too. Like the character of Nancy is. Still very strong. She's vulnerable, but she's strong. And, like, you have to kind of be invested in her to kind of be invested in most of the movie. And you really are invested in her the entire time you're watching it. I'm with you. I think, too, they have um, one of the best, Im- I guess, images of the movie is when Nancy's in, in class and she sees Tina's body in the body. Uh, but yeah, that's, yep. it, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's the second uh, out, of the th- yeah. out of the top tier, you know, horror villains. It's number two next to Halloween, because I I rewatch oh, just villains, like out of the movies, out of the top tier, like Jason, Michael Myers, yeah. and Freddy. It's yeah. It's because Jason Jason never was scary. No, he wasn't. Jesus well, Christ, I remember like him being close, much scarier the closest, than he was. The closest he's come to being scary is in part two, where he, like I actually that was my least scariest of him. Uh, I actually think the burlap sack is yeah. a little scary. I the like the bur- I like the burlap sack a lot. The most- yeah, that's but that's the closest he's come to actually being scary. But he's not like. Really, the burlap sack was good, but in that whole movie, he was a bumbling idiot. He kept tripping all over the place. Well, that was, but yeah, he did. He did trip a lot. My favorite in part two is when like he's standing over her and the like, bed, right, with the pitchfork, and then that thing breaks and he falls. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> he like he had like the prime opportunity to just like pitchfork her to death, and then like the chair breaks. He's like, oh fuck. And I'll second that too with like the 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 sack because have you seen the remake? 
of Nightmare on yeah. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth. Not the Friday the Thirteenth one. In the beginning, recently. The, what I mean, I think G likes it. I I didn't hate it as much as I originally did. Are they remaking it again? No, no. They there's, there's like there's, there's, there's legal there's stuff going legal on. Going. Um, so in the beginning of the re- of the remake, it's part two. So he has the burlap sack, and he looks scary as shit. And he runs that. in this, like this dude, like yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he's like jetting all over Christ, the place. Man. Well, he ru- so in the original movies, he runs in two, three, and four. Like he's not walking around; he actually like chases after them, yeah. especially in four. Uh, I would we don't say get, like, like we don't get I, slow moving zombie Jason. Until I guess we could talk about this since it's the eighties. Do you think like because to me, I think part four has the least likable teenagers. Oh yeah, well the family's likable, like Corey Feldman and like his sister. Yeah, but I'm talking cool. about the teens he but kills. The, but, oh yeah, but the victim, the victims are all horrible people. And However, I do like uh, God, what's his name? Why am I blanking? Uh, Crispin Glover. I do like him. Oh fuck him! <laughs> like fuck him. him! Like he he came off like you. Well, you recently saw them, Lou. I yeah, okay. I think yeah. I, I think that whole movie was more focused on the family too. Like, yeah, I do like. I do like. They were just red-shirted. I think part four is my. That's my favorite so far. My favorite after the first one. I like three, man. No, six. I like like For me, it's four, and then one is very close to it. Like, for me, it's one, six, and four, my top three out of, like, your original. I haven't seen six yet, so. Six is fun. You you were watching six. You texted me about it. No. That's the one that that starts off with, like, the James Bond opening. I gotta revisit this. Like, I wish they would have actually done more with the Tommy Jarvis character. I think they. Oh had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they, had, do you mean like overall, or because he was in like three movies? Like with Corey Feld, <laughs> with Corey Feldman. Yeah, okay, I remember. Well, yeah. Corey Feldman was busy doing a better movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, it would have been fun. Six was six. Six was surprisingly good. Yeah, I like that. I like. Six. I will say the new. No, fi- six is good. Six is actually funny. I will say the new Friday the Thirteenth game that I had on PS4 Great and game. Xbox. Um, even though it's like. It's getting bad ratings for some reason, really, because, because it's so glitchy. Well, yeah, it is. It it's is. much scarier than the movies because I play that. At, I version. do. F- I do feel like it is overpriced though, because it is kind of like just it's just an over. online game. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's scary. Like I play that at night sometimes, and like you don't know when Jason's coming at you. So because you you play as a counselor or you play as Jason. When you play as a counselor, you have to escape or survive the night. So like I'm there playing, and if I'm not playing with my boys, I don't know anybody, and if they don't have headsets, you kind of on your own to try to escape. And then Jason comes out of fucking nowhere, and he fucking kills you. So like I feel like the game is scarier than the actual movies ever were. Yeah, they were. The 100 percent the game is scarier. Tracy Savage uh, from the third movie came into uh, the restaurant I work at. Uh, she's the chick that dies in the hammock. She gets the knife through the chest. Yeah. After. Oh, yeah, yeah. after uh, so I recognized her, and she was she wouldn't let me take a picture, but she was very nice, and she said either you would recognize me from that or covering the O.J. Simpson trial because she became like a newscaster, like a local newscaster in our area. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I recognize you for both, but she was like, yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, no, she's like, I'm totally happy talking about it. like she doesn't mind at all. Um, like, it's funny cool. the guy that, I forgot his I forgot his real name the guy that plays uh oh in part three the fat one yeah. The one uh, oh. uh, why am I blanking on his name? Oh my god, I forgot his name. I don't know his it's name, but the one I was it Lenny? Lenny or Lenny? I don't know anybody. Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. Shelly. Okay. He yeah. plays on. I he's my friend, like on like PS Network now. Get he out plays of here. the game. Yeah, he oh, plays. He wants to just revisit that. Then. Yeah, I'm not gonna say what his you know PSN name is, but you can tell. You can tell that no, he, I'm not gonna do that. Embraces, embraces. But his, yeah, uh, he, he he was randomly in a game like a week ago, and I even forgot to tell Jen this. And she was like, he was like, some he was talking on because he has a headset, 
And then he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm in this. He, like, embraces that shit out of out of the franchise. He's a lawyer. By the way, He's an entertainment lawyer. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's probably why he embraces it. Part three has the hottest female lead, too. Maybe because I prefer brunettes. But, like, part three, best looking female I think lead. part three, they have the best females. The worst yeah, they all look bad. Movie, pretty, uh, all but I think they had the best. You know females. who I feel bad for, and I, I just turned into a Friday the 13th discussion. Jen, that's why Jen's like so quiet. Has it's, Jen seen him? Yeah. That, wasn't, his oh, pick, okay. wasn't his pick Nightmare on Elm Street? I love them, but. <laughs> yeah, know, I know, right? But you guys were talking all over the place, so I was like, eh, just let them continue. We're like way off topic. Of like, I do feel bad for the guy in part two, the guy in the wheelchair that just dies mm. for no reason. Yeah, randomly. Like, like he gets no point point in the movie. Wait, where? On Friday? <laughs> in Friday the 13th, part two, there's like a little, there's a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, and he's Jason, about to get some. Like he's job. about to get some, and Jason throws a fucking axe in his head. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and he just falls down the stairs. He rolls down the stairs. It's like Yes, yes, yes. The most defenseless character, and he just like <laughs> died the first way. And it's funny, the one that you wanted to get die, the fucking the the bootleg like non funny guy that ends up staying at the bar. Yeah, that's bar. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd think it'd be the guy in the wheelchair that stays in the bar and he lives. Nah, this this comedian guy. Yeah, just, the fucked yeah, up part yeah. that he falls down the stairs and the girl comes back and like, hey, where'd you go? And then she's like, oh well. <laughs> she <laughs> she has an annoying his she has an annoying death too because she finds the two bodies in the room. And then she's like screaming, and then like Jason gets out the bed and walks up to her slowly. Yeah, and she's still screaming. in the corner, shrieking. I, I love the scene where they're like, she's like trying to figure out if it still works, even though he's in a wheelchair. Oh yeah. And then he, That's she's, oh, yeah. and then he's like, no, that. that still works. And she has that face, like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you too. I will say that I think part three has the best female <laughs> you know, lead, but part, but part two has the best heroine overall. I think Amy Steele's awesome. Yeah, she's. Part- I didn't like what I didn't like in part two. Well, was it part two or three? The way that like, they have that, like, uh, the the typical horror ending in 2017 with most movies, the one that cliche, like, the villain isn't really dead. Like, yeah. I know they, I know it worked in part one, but I don't think they should have well, done it, it in part actually, two. Actually, they did it in part two where he crashes through the window. Yes. The they did it in part three where the mom comes out the lake and grabs Yeah, her. that was stupid. I didn't like that at all. Uh, Wait, what? Part three? They actually, it had two false scares. They had the one where Jason broke through the door and then she realized she was dreaming. And she's in the boat, and then her, the mom grabs her. I missed that completely. What the hell? Yeah, and then I know, and I know to finish off our conversation on Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, even though Nightmare you on Elm no, Street, you mean Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Wes. <laughs> I know you love Number Five, right, Lou? Where it's not Jason the killer. No, that was terrible. It's I, not as bad as everyone. It's funny because I told Lou, Lou. We were texting <laughs> the whole movie. We, we, we were talking beforehand, and Lou's like, "Oh, I'm rewatching the Friday the Thirteenth franchise." I'm like, I was sitting there like, "Part five's not that good." Like, wait till the ending. And like, then what? when he says the ending, and when he sees the ending, he's like, "Oh." I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I I'm meeting him in two weeks, the guy that played Jason Part Five. Okay. Because I have I've met every single Jason that's alive so far. And I had a Jason mask signed by all of them. So, like, I don't like the movie, but it's just, like, I have to finish it off. But I'm going to be like, dude, like, did you like making this movie? I mean, I know it's a he probably, he probably so, The yeah. only reason you don't like it is because it's because of how it ends. Like, what, what the I don't. Do. I don't like that it's not Jason. No, no, I was I was texting. I, was, I didn't, like, like, drop the movie. I was like, this is not really a strong movie. And then the ending happened. I was like, well, that just killed everything. Now, I know I hated just about all the characters. I didn't like Yeah, exactly. That little, uh, that little kid too was annoying as fuck. I didn't like him either. Which, which Reggie, little kid? Oh, Reggie! Yes, Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> I did like when he went to go meet. Was it his cousin or whatever it was the with the jury curl? Oh, oh my! Yo, he got the she got destroyed. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it was 
Yo, this is my cousin. Right? You know, I love I love when he's like when he's like this is my cousin. Like this is my girlfriend. When she introduces the, girl, yeah. Yeah, the, the the older chick. So stupid. And are they like smoking weed? Like it was like yeah. oh god. Oh god. So. I know he- we're gonna stop talking about this. I also want to point out how it, it, I still think it's funny that the Jason from Part Four. I forgot the guy's name. Ted White. He, he's a he's a really grumpy old man now. No, he's not. He's not well, at he all. Well, he seems grumpy. I we, just love how he talks about how he doesn't didn't really like Corey Feldman much. <laughs> yes, he did talk when we met him. He, I mean, he was really nice when we met him. That, that was in March, right? Yeah. So we met him in March, and he is like a grizzled vet. He He's worked with John a Wayne. Stuntman. He worked with like old, like the golden age of Hollywood. He worked with all. Luc- yeah. He even worked with Lucille Ball too. He actually got oh, nice. his, he got his start because I think like a friend was like, "Oh, come to work with me one day," and he went. And then the friend, I guess, couldn't like do the particular stunt and the director just went up to him and was like can you do this and he's like yeah i'll do it and he just like faked it because he didn't know what he was doing and it took off from and there he just did it so well and the director was like okay i want to hire you for the next picture or like something like that and it just that's kind of how he started his career oh nice and he's actually writing a book or i think he has yeah he's writing a book and i think about how much he hated cory well <laughs> i'm sure maybe he has his own chapter he really like so the only taste I got was when watching that like Crystal Lake that documentary thing, and he like talked about how much he really just enjoyed like scaring the shit out of him because he just he just didn't like him much. <laughs> yeah, that that was. I mean, I could see Corey Feldman being a precocious little brat, but back he, then he was big at the time, so you don't blame. Yeah. Him. He... So Nightmare on Elm Street. That was like one number. <laughs> I don't know no, what number that was. We're, we've hit our top that five. Was number All six. Right, cool. It was number six. All right, so my number five is uh, definitely shocking, probably because I've talked about it before, but not too much. My number five is a Christmas story. Because I've never seen. My Christmas story is my favorite. Christmas story is my favorite Christmas movie. It is, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's on twenty four hours every year. But that does. I'm not a. I'm you know. I'm not hating on that. I love it. That would drive me crazy. I I watch it about two or three times every Christmas day. I mean, it's such a fun movie. It's one of those. Dave has the lamp. Yeah, I actually do have the lamp from the movie. He does, yeah. I remember when you got it, you were very excited. I got it at Toys R Us. Yeah. We were working at Toys R Us back yeah. when we were in college. I got it, I got that shit for like a dollar after Christmas. Yeah, it was like, I put it to the side. I put it to the side during like the holidays May. on purpose because after the holidays, the store used to have like these clearance sales. So I, so I threw it in the office and I waited till the sales were 90% off and I got it for like a dollar. So, but yeah, no, I love a Christmas story. I love that it has so many like, like fun moments that we look every. I mean, G hasn't seen it, but like, we look back every holiday and we talk about the lamp. We talk about Fred G. Lee. We talk about Ralphie in that pink bunny suit that his that his grandmother got him. I just love the fact that we all, as a child, had that one gift that we wanted, and we maybe maybe we got it, maybe we didn't. But the if we did get it, we can see, can feel what Ralphie felt as a kid when he finally received that Christmas gift that. To this day, we probably remember. So for me, it was for me it was a Megazord when I was a kid. I was like six or seven years old, and I really wanted a Megazord. Did Power Rangers. Was, I did get the Megazord, and I was very happy. Where I was, is I was, hey, I was uh, uh, somewhere. I was in Dave's kitchen earlier getting water, his, and the Megazord was there. No, <laughs> I wish on his fridge he has a picture. Uh, he's grinning yes, from ear to ear. That was the year. That and was he, actually the but year. But it was a, a Green yeah. Ranger figure. Yeah, and I had a Larry Johnson, Charlotte Hornets jersey yeah, on. Did. Maybe we'll put that on social no, media. No, we will not so be putting that on social media. I think we should <laughs> put that on social media. Absolutely We'll not. take a vote. But yeah, that year, I got, that year I kept getting Power Ranger stuff, and I'm I was so like, happy. I was happy, but I'm like, oh, 
well, I want the Megazord. So if this Megazord doesn't come, I'll kind of be sad. And then when it popped up, I was like happy. And then when I saw a Christmas story when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I felt exactly where Ralphie felt. And I'm like, oh, this movie like holds such a special place for me. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know what an eight year old wants with a fucking gun, but still. It's the exactly. It's, it's a BB gun. It's a BB gun, but still, a, that was very big in the eighties. The BB yeah. guns. Well, no, yeah. the movie takes place in the thirties. Yeah, like oh, at the I time though. I don't, I don't know what he wants. I, I've gun. never seen it, but I have met Zach Ward before. He played the his last name was Farkas. I don't know the first name. Yes, he had but, green, uh, he had green teeth and yellow eyes. Yeah, I met him before at a club in L.A. And I only recognized him. I didn't recognize him from a Christmas story because I've never seen it. Uh, he was the dead brother though in Freddy vs. Jason, so that's who I I knew who he was from that. <laughs> He's about it though. I see him in interviews. He's about the Christmas. He, you know, he he doesn't he's, he's mind. About it, about it. He's about it, about it. Rowdy, rowdy. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Christmas story is my number five. Not bad, yeah. Nice personal choice. All right, Lou. Number five. I think the rest of the my choices are all personal on yeah. me, especially when we get to number number five is Batman. One. Cool. Yeah, we saw endlessly, got, yeah. endlessly talked about yes. this. Nicholson, Keaton. All uh, that fun stuff. Yeah, basicer. That's like that's like the trailer right there. I Nicholson. think the trailer didn't they? No, I don't know if it did that. Like, they, they did it. I with, think it did Keaton and Nicholson. I don't think she got a basic. No, they did do it no, with returns. They did do it. They did Pfeiffer, Keaton, Devito, or Keaton, Devito, Pfeiffer. Man, and then well, they should recut it and give her a basinger. Yeah, <laughs> recut it in 2017. <laughs> I mean, we're getting close to 40 years, so. Yeah, recut it. And 30 actually, years. Throw them all in there. We oh, have, like, I was about Billy to say, D. no, no, we're not. <laughs> no, just throw, throw them all in there, dude. Like, throw Billy D. Williams. Like, Williams. <laughs> just Man, I'll get to that later. But I'm I'm, I'm sad he never got his, you know, what we were going to get. He would not have been a good Harvey Dent face. You never no, know. No, no, no. He would have been, no, like, pro- no, promoting no, no, Colt no. 45 and shit. No, 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 no. No, it's good that they didn't follow up on that. <laughs> all right. I'll talk about Batman later. There you go. Jen. Go ahead. My number five is... <laughs> I'm, like, scared now. Harry, <laughs> Harry no. and the Hendersons. Harry no. and the Hendersons. Jesus Christ. Uh, my number five is Mannequin. G, take over. Are we, are we talking? Yeah. So her, I'm her and Gina to have a discussion right now. No, I, don't just, I just don't enjoy it that much, but um, go ahead. So <laughs> I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid. I mean, my mom enjoyed it, so it was always on. I watched it a lot, a lot. And not to say... It, I have such a big love for the theme song to Mannequin. Nothing's going to stop us now. Um, <laughs> that was actually nominated for an Oscar, FYI. Oh, my God. Mannequin has an Oscar nominated It has an Oscar nominated <laughs> song. Um, so it's just so fun. I mean, Andrew McCarthy was in it. Uh, this actually launched Kim Cattrall as an actress. I think this was one of her first movies. Um, you have James Spader in it. You have Estelle Getty. Shout out to the Golden Girls. Um, what else? Ah, oh, who else is in this? G.W. Bailey. Um, it's, it's great. It's actually a retelling of Pygmalion. Um, so basically Andrew McCarthy plays this like unemployed artist and he takes a job at a department store and he has to make the windows, dress the windows, uh, of the department store. And it ends up being that he, this mannequin comes to life and the mannequin is actually an Egyptian princess who, uh, because of a curse or whatever gets put into the body of the mannequin and she reveals herself to him and eventually they fall in love. So it's like romance. Um, 
a little weird, but it's definitely very 80s. But anyway, but the song is like iconic. Um, and I will say this, the sequel to Mannequin, Mannequin 2 on the move. Uh, I just looked it up. I didn't realize it had a sequel. It does have a sequel. <laughs> and actually, Christy Swanson is in that Tell movie. us how much you love her. Uh, I will not discuss Christy Swanson at this time. Um, that was a very politically correct answer. So that was that was have you met her before? <laughs> yeah, uh, she did yes, meet her. She didn't have I a good experience, her, and I did not have a good experience. But I will not get more into Man, that. Man, she just now. bit her because she's not the better Buffy. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I love how. We get, <laughs> somehow, Although I do love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, fine. A, I'm gonna get into there this. There was no now. Buffy talk so last week. <laughs> I really, I was so <laughs> excited to meet her because I was like really stoked. I had her sign my Buffy poster. I was gonna, and then I had, actually had her sign my Mannequin Two on the Move Blu-ray. Um, because yeah, also Blu-ray. William yeah. Raglan is also in the movie. This was one of his first movies, and he was at the convention too. So I was gonna have them both sign it. So they both signed my Blu-ray, whatever. So when I met her, she was just very like, and I guess you know you can catch people on an off day or whatever. But and we got her like we were kind of one of the first people in line uh, to meet her. But she just was not very welcoming. And it was just kind of a bummer because I guess I just had this high expectation. I wasn't expecting to talk to her for very long, but, like, she just wasn't very – she wasn't welcoming. She was just kind of very dry and very, like, eh. Cold. And yeah, and I just – like I wasn't feeling it. And, I mean, I know at the convention itself there were mixed people. She was like that with some people, and then other people she was a little better, I think, when she got more comfortable to it. Um, she was awful on her panel. When she did a Q&A panel, she wasn't very – lively in it well what was her panel for it buffy. was just an interview like yeah on her but career a lot of it was buffy like more about buffy because and different things and like she's that like, I do I like mean, I'm, I'm telling you dude she bitter because no one cares about so her. there was just a lot and i actually i really liked her because she was on psych and which is actually coming back for a christmas movie um and she was on psych and i liked her on psych too so anyway i was really excited to meet her and she was just not welcoming and it was kind of a bummer and i was just kind of like ah. Uh, you know what I would so. do just to be a dick? If I was organizing panels at something like that, and I would like purposely organize like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie one and a TV one at the same time, and watch <laughs> everyone go to the TV one, and have like two random people and Jen go to the no, movie you, one. It's, and, funny, uh, it's funny because like we go to these conve- I like the movie, but I like the TV shows a lot. And like I really feel bad when they have panels like they had a screen panel with. Uh, with oh my god, Ski, Nev. With Ski Nev, Matthew Lillard. No, Matthew Little wasn't there. He it wasn't was there Skeet, at the time. Nev, and the guy that plays Ghostface, the one that does the voice. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, Rock Jackson? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't feel bad because no one was at his table because he charges $40. And I'm like, dude, really are you good as a voice? And, but during the panel, no one asked him any questions, and he's just sitting there. So I kind of felt bad when, like, you do have these group reunions and you have that one person that doesn't get any questions asked to you. So I do kind of feel bad okay. when we go to those things. So. I, the mannequin is a great movie. Mannequin, sure, whatever. Mannequin two, not so great. But <laughs> mannequin two on the move. <laughs> but uh, any you know, title that has a sequel that's called On the Move, you well, know, that's a problem. Well, okay, but you gotta yeah. have like a catchy title, you know, like that was not Speed catchy. Two cruise control, like you gotta have something like. That <laughs> I love, I love how that's your go-to. <laughs> well, it's true. Like you gotta, you gotta make it good. So uh, well, anyway, you, you mannequin said, two. You said the sucks. title faster than the boat moves, so that's good. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um. So Mannequin is just, it's great. It's a fun movie. I loved it as a kid. I actually would love to have it as my wedding song if it wasn't so dated. An 80s, like, power ballad. But, you know. An 80s power ballad. I it love is. It. It's an 80s power ballad. Like, you got to listen to it. I'm going to have to play this. But licensing rights, I can't play it on the yes. podcast. 
Uh, but look it up. It's Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. So good. And Starship Enterprise. Uh, Go ahead. So, your turn, G, G. What's, kick, off, kick off your number five. Uh, my number five is The Breakfast Club. One of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. That's a little low. It's no? not it's very depressing, actually. I uh, love The Breakfast Club. It's still depressing. I, no. it's not a little low. I love it. I love it because it's, it's so real list. and honest. Like, it's really, uh, and like, the fact that it came out in the 80s, and I, you can play that now, I think, for any teenager now, and like, teenagers are going through the exact same thing now that some of these kids like were kind of dealing with. Like Hannah Baker? Movie. Like Hannah Baker? Like Hannah Baker. <laughs> Sometimes they make tapes about it. So, uh, so like I'm w- I love the Breakfast Club. I think it goes along the line of what you were saying before when we were discussing another movie where I was talking about ET and you were talking about uh, was it Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it thanks to Jen about two years ago for the first time. I loved it, but I, you know, it didn't get me the way I'm sure it got others when they watched it the first time. I from the end of it, I thought it was a very, it was a very good movie, but I thought it was very depressing because I I can. We know how high school is. We know after detention, I don't think any of these people remain friends. So it was just like an eight-hour day of just like getting to know each other. And like, it, didn't one of the characters even say, "Oh, well, are we going to talk after this?" And then yeah, and then they, one of the characters says yeah, and then like, and then the other characters like basically like bullshit. Yeah, like, so, calls her out. So the movie for- ends, and I'm like, well, I mean, it's a great movie, but I'm like, I'm kind of sad for them because this this connection that they made is going to be gone Monday. Well, the shift in tone, I mean, it's abrupt, but I mean, I still love it, but like, it's the first half of it. It plays more the comedy aspects of it. And then the last half is just all drama. Yeah. When they're sitting in that circle upstairs. Circle, yeah. yeah. And, until the end of like Anthony Michael Hall's thing, where it turns out that he brought a flare gun to school and they all think it was like an actual, like, like he brought a handgun and they're like, Oh, it's a flare gun. And it went off in his locker. <laughs> like that's, that's when kind of, that's when things kind of get like funny again, right? They kind of lighten the mood a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is depressing, but it's still well, it's well done though. Very well done. Is that his best? You think Hughes? I think it's his best for me personally. And I like all of his movies, but I would that's... say it's his best. I have more to say cause this is on my list, okay. but it's higher. Yeah. Well, we'll get, yeah. Well, we'll get to that when you get yours. I don't want to <laughs> but, like spoil yeah, the conversation. I would say this is probably his best movie. Alrighty. Moving on to my number four. four. Oh, where should I should I do this or should I not do this? Because I've been I've been going back and forth with my Just number three it. and number four for a while. Do it. Alright, I'm gonna do it. My number four is Batman eighty nine. Only at number four? You hyped that up so much. I thought you were gonna say something like <laughs> Then I know what's number one. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> this was sure. a number one, then I know what's So yeah, one. I mean the, here I, I here I, here I will do like the more like I'll look at you know what's the better movie on this. I we'll mean, just talk about Prince. <laughs> if I was on but if I was on an island, I'd probably pick Batman '89 as the movie to take with me to just watch because you know I still have so much fun with it and, and a lot of memories with it. But yeah, uh, cruel interest for me. Where, where, do, where do we rank Prince's Joker? Prince's Joker? Yeah. Oh, from uh, that music video? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, to, oh, to his man. defense, he was like two. Is he above Caesar he was more Romano? Like, he was more like two. Well, wasn't he like half Joker, half Batman? Like, wasn't that the outfit? Yeah. yeah. In the music video? All right, let's go. On a, let's Fun left fact side. if you turn around, Lou, and you see my Batman Michael Keaton cup, there's a pin in there. If you take it out, it's it's that Joker. Now I gotta do homework? Hold yeah, on. you gotta do homework real quick. Don't fall. Be careful, don't fall. So, yeah, you take that pin out. <laughs> hey, it's Joker Prince. That's a great fucking video, though. I do like that video. 
That whole soundtrack's good. I, yeah, it's bad. I, I probably bought it on iTunes. See, the soundtrack <laughs> is key to I think, a movie. And it's the funny, same. I don't know. I think I've said this before because I've talked about this movie plenty of times. Did you know that um, when Nicholson was doing all the, the songs like Trust and, and Party Man, they weren't playing that because they didn't know if Prince was going to do the soundtrack, so they had other music playing. Right. Wow. I feel I, I feel like Prince like will make people wait to like the last possible minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he could. This. <laughs> yeah, at that time he could. Dearly beloved. I mean, I said this before. Keaton's my favorite Batman. It's such a fun movie. Um, it's funny because I was watching last night with Jen. Uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, the oh, animated so movie. Cool. Yeah, it's so good, right? You get it on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, and we and uh, Alfred is not. A cock block a in this block. movie, and uh, a, he's a good wingman. There you go, Alfred. Because we all remember like the whole thing with Vicky Vale, but in Batman Masters of the Phantasm, when his the girl that comes back, Andrea Beaumont, he's Alfred's like, okay, I think I'm gonna leave now, he's like, Bye. and he just leaves, Master Bruce. But yeah, no, Batman Batman eighty nine <laughs> has his flaws, of course, but it's such there's a- two moments when Alfred fucks up. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the Batcave uh, one being the Batcave one being the big one. The but other, then it's when yeah, I know he what you're tells about. her that he's go, he's they're like, going out of town. Right? Yeah, he's like, we're going to be, like, no, we're going to be here quite oh, a while. Oh, we're going to be here for quite a while. Like, oh, get, take a hint and realize that he lied to her. And then, like, like even, if, even if you don't know, like, even if you don't know, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, yeah, we're going to Africa. We're not, we'll be, <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in a few weeks. So, yeah, Africa. I'm with you. That's like her first sign, like, oh, he's keeping secrets. And then that's when she gets all, like, nosy and shit. It's his fault. <laughs> and Jack Nicholson, like, owns the movie because he is so fun. He says shit that makes no sense, and you still like, yeah, of course it works. What's your favorite line? This town needs an enema. Like, no, <laughs> I like when he says that there'll be like Beauty and the Beast, and then something you think he's gonna call himself the Beast, <laughs> and he's like, but anyone else calls you Beast, uh, like, what does he tell? Rip their I'll lungs rip out. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and then obviously at the end, where like Vicky Vale uses her womanly wiles, her womanly wiles, and attempts to like go down on. On, uh... So that's what she's doing. I thought I was misunder. I mean, I guess I did misunderstand it. Did you think you didn't think that? <laughs> I don't, I didn't know. Well, well as a kid, obviously I didn't think that. Yeah, but like, kid, I was like, where did she disappear to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, but, guys, you gotta get your mind in the gutter. But ba- <laughs> but Batman's like Batman's like, nah. He let that happen for like a second because all of a sudden he's like, you ever dance with the little pale moonlight? Which makes no sense whatsoever. But it's a great fucking line as well. Uh, then he like clocks him and then he hits the bell and then like, oh, it's a whole that whole. Scene. And then like his random <laughs> teeth come out of nowhere, like those like crackling teeth. I think it's so the movie that has the most lines that really make no sense, but be- have become like iconic. That you can tell that Jack Nicholson had fun doing that too. But he's sure having fun raking yeah. it now. Yep. Like he was like really he had fun filming it. You can just it's tell. It's probably like, why that, because of this movie. It's probably why like that Jack Napier origin of Batman was never used again because on his contract he had an RD. Well, RDJ had the Jack Nicholson contract on the film. If any version of that Joker is ever mentioned or brought into the comics, uh, Nicholson gets a a piece cut. of that. So that's yeah, why Nicholson got like a big backhand deal too because he really believed in it. He was like, I believe in this movie, so yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, and then, the, it makes a lot of money. <laughs> and then I've talked about like the marketing and all that for the movie being one of the the first to ever make a comic book movie or superhero movie stand out. But yep, I'll I've talked about it a lot before. So Batman eighty nine is my number four. All right, he gets top he gets top billing over uh, Michael Keaton, right? Like on he the should, yeah, stuff. which he should have. It's I think after well, that, he's a bigger star at the time. He's yeah, more established. Okay, I I get that. I guess I mean I guess because like Keaton played Batman, I thought it would be like yo, just throw his name up there. 
uh, Clooney didn't get top. Clooney didn't get top. Oh, no, he didn't. Schwarzenegger did. Yeah, I, yeah, he so remembers. He just chill. Love, <laughs> love those fucking puns. All right. Uh, well, you know what? It's funny. Oh. Uma Thurman actually spoke very fondly of Batman and Robin and said that like the reason people don't really seem to like it is because they're not comfortable with themselves because like the movie is like kind of not overtly but there's like some like no. she said erotic undertones in it and she said it just makes people uncomfortable and that's why they don't like it and i was like i i don't I know really if that's that, from that though i didn't really get it i mean I, there are i mean Joel oh Schumacher, i i i Joel got, Schumacher, I got like, him Joel but... Schumacher is very, very, very gay, and uh, he throws some. Stuff. <laughs> no, no, he is. He is. No, no, no. But there's nothing wrong with it. But he throws in some stuff in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin that is clearly. Like, I think Batman like, and Robin works with like. I think it starts off with uh, one of the ones that come to mind right away is when they're at that gala, that random tropical gala. Yeah. And you have yeah. like those uh, the guys in the monkey suits that turn out to be like these ripped guys coming out of nowhere, and then I'm like, no. That's a bit. I mean, it's there's a lot of it in it. Yeah, Joel Schumacher does that a lot. Like when he was like talking on the comment, like the thing about uh, the Lost Boys, and he was like the reason why he wanted to do a vampire movie is because vampires are sexy, and he just goes down the list. He's like, the Wolfman is not sexy. He's like Frankenstein, is not sexy. <laughs> and he's like the Mummy is not sexy. Vampires are sexy. So he like wanted to do that. But like no, that's, I, that's I, I, do, I do not think that's the reason that that movie. <laughs> no, I think she just, I think she just kind of pulled like any excuse she could out of her, but. So I think it's not going to be on the best of your list next week. Oh no! If it was the worst list of the nineties, yeah, (laughs) we'll see. No, I know you. I know you kind of like it. I do. I do like it. I mean, if you like Batman sixty six, then you probably would like Batman and Robin. It's pretty much yeah. I feel like Batman Forever. If they were going to like kind of blend like the light and the dark, Batman Forever was like the right balance. Like it was like it didn't quite go overboard, and it was like. Just perfect for what they yeah. were attempting to do. If they were trying to make it, they wanted to make it less dark than Batman Returns because parents were like upset that they they took their kids to go see a movie like that, and there was a lot of dark stuff in it. Batman Forever was like the right balance. You think that's why they gave us a duck? They're like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna be a dark ass movie. Let's just give you this giant fucking rubber you're, I duck. I think you're thinking too much into the duck, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, well, Tim Burton even says like he didn't know that he was making a movie that like was gonna be like selling Happy Meals and stuff to kids, like. You know, he was making what he was hired to make. A temporary movie. Yeah, and then it turned into, like, well, parents are, like, taking their kids to, like, McDonald's to get these toys, and they go to see this movie, and this ugly thing is, like, coughing up black, like, ink, and, like... (laughs) That always, (laughs) like, like, And then there's this, like, overtly sexual relationship between Catwoman and Batman. (laughs) It made no sense, too. Yeah. Oh, I remember the, the Penguin was such a perv. He was. And he's like just a pussy. The I've pussy I've been looking for. for. I was like, yo, <laughs> let's add the duck. We gotta add the duck. <laughs> yeah, we definitely gotta add that yellow duck. Oh <laughs> man! And I, and I love when she when she like turns him down. She's like, I wouldn't touch you to scratch you. And he gets all upset <laughs> and abusive. I, I, I love her. like people. People. I mean, I like Batman Returns a good amount, but I love when people say it's better than Dark Knight. And it's the best Batman movie. And there's so many problems with it. Like I remember, like just before we finish off the Batman. Does anyone say that? Yeah, I know a lot of people that I've gotten no, into arguments with. No, there are a lot, of people, love there's a lot of people that like Batman oh, Returns. I've always said wow. that it's a, better, it's a better Tim Burton movie than it is a Batman movie. Yeah, like, it's I'm like, with it, you on feel, that. it feels very much like a Tim Burton movie. Like, he, they let him run wild, and that's what happens when you let Tim Burton run wild. <laughs> but, like, the final point I want to make on Batman Returns is, like, one of the biggest, the funniest things, omissions that, I ever, that I've seen in the movie now that I'm older, is that when, like, Penguin's like, all right, fuck everybody, I'm going to steal every firstborn of Child of Gotham, right? 
and he's on that little choo-choo train, <laughs> and there's like four kids in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the, the... So my thing is, not every firstborn child of Gotham is a child. Every firstborn of Gotham might be an adult. Exactly. So you're going to stick adults in that choo-choo train? <laughs> and yeah, like... And then, like, there's only one choo-choo train. Like, you don't have any other trains that are doing it. It's just, like, one little choo-choo train. You have, I, love, like, I love the fact that you call it a choo-choo train. Because that's... It, <laughs> well, it is a Well, did he go? He went to the party to take uh, Shrek's son, right? The... And then he ends up taking Shrek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, technically... Who, the guy who, who plays his son is the guy who plays Leatherface, by the way, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Really? I didn't know that. Andrew... I can't pronounce his last name. It's, like, kind of hard to pronounce. But I, uh, I heard on another podcast a few years ago. I think it was a Kevin Smith podcast talking about Batman Returns. That, that guy was supposed to be a big deal. He was. He was in higher... He's in higher learning, too. I don't know if you ever saw yes, that movie. Yes, I love higher learning. It's really he's good. One of, he's, one of, he's one of the skinheads. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. He's an intense dude. My friend met him and, like, uh, said that he's very intense. Like, I mean, he loves what he does, and he, like, like he's all, like, he met him at a horror convention, and he's, like, very, he was very much into playing Leatherface, but he said he's very, like, <laughs> like, oh. in your face. <laughs> yeah, some people aren't meant to be, do conventions. Yeah. I know Lee, uh, Jen met Lee Majors once, and... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Another Jen story. <laughs> I think all Jen right. has bad meats meet and greet yeah and you know what i'm I so don't. friendly and i even remember the most obscure things that these actors have been in so you would think that like they would be appreciative that i have followed their careers okay so lee majors he's a little bit on my shit list too oh man so but he doesn't have that much time left shit well, whatever. i was gonna ask if he was still alive Is he yeah still alive? <laughs> he's still alive whatever the six billion dollar man or whatever million, million. uh so Lee Majors, okay. So, I my favorite Christmas movie. We'll just go into this very briefly. Is Smoky Mountain Christmas? It's with Dolly Parton, and Lee Majors is in it. He plays the Mountain Man. And does he have a name, or is he just Mountain uh, Man? No, he does have a, ma- oh. a name, but I'm just calling him the Mountain Man because he lives a mountain. She meets a, whatever. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Maybe I'll dedicate an episode to Smoky Mountain no, you Christmas. Won't. So I have this like bootleg DVD because you can't. It was really a TV movie, so you really can't find it like on DVD anywhere. So it's a bootleg DVD. I was like, oh my god, Lee Majors is gonna be here. I'm gonna get him to sign it, and maybe with the hopes that one day I will meet Dolly Parton. Uh, so anyway, so I go to give it to him to sign, and he's just kind of like doesn't say hello, doesn't say whatever. I'm like talking to him, and he's just very like very blah, very like. Ugh. And you know how much he was? What was he like? 60 bucks, $80 to get him to <laughs> And I was like, do I do it? Do I not? Because I saw that like he just I told her not very to approachable. because no one was at his table. But then that's my, you know, all right, fine. We'll call myself the Grim Reaper. This was me in the motto. And I was like, what if I meet Dolly and I can get her to sign sign this and I'll have him on it. And then if he dies, then like, you know, so whatever. <laughs> Reaper strikes again. So, Reaper strikes again. You know, he was just so like. Not welcoming, not whatever. Ah, I don't know. So Lee Majors is a little bit on my shit list. I don't think his marriage to Farrah Fawcett was very good either. So whatever. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Damn, girl. So Eventual. he was so like, he was so. It was, oh, it was so this has been our installment of shitless Jen. I know. <laughs> I'm going to start. And that's going to make a bonus episode. Who's on my shit Fans list? Fans out there, please keep track of her shit list. Yeah. Work. So Lee Majors, if I ever meet was you the one again, earlier? please be more receptive. 
All right, right, bye. All right, Lou. No, I said, who, who was the actor earlier that she, that she had? Oh, also? Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Two, two people on the shit. And not to get there. political, but she's also a supporter of someone that should not be named. He who oh, should not she, be named on this podcast? No, I like Voldemort more than I do She's Donald a Trump. heavy POTUS supporter. I said he who should not be named. Yeah, but That's I named him. I named him, but I prefer Voldemort. So. Tom Riddle. Anyway, what's your number four, Lou? Uh, Terminator. Ooh, Terminator. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can piggyback off that. Yeah, That's my number four. Have fun, guys. That's my number four, too. Uh, so, yeah. You sound, you sound so mad. <laughs> Damn it, don't piggyback. No, you can piggyback. Um, yeah, we got Arnie. I think it was the first uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I liked um, when you I was like a kid. No, when I was a kid. <laughs> no. I've never seen Conan. <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't too. like Conan, actually, to this day. I don't, I don't like it that much. You should make it a bad reel. I, uh, yeah, I should. Would it merit a bad reel? So, uh, I got a couple that are above that. And the totem pole, but we'll, we'll look into it. But uh, it's great action. Uh, for the time, the sci-fi that we've, we've gone over this already, the sci-fi has been amazing in, in those films at the time. Um, and this is the one where he was he played the villain. I like the little twist. With that. I do like number two better, but uh, that's for another list. But I feel I feel like with Terminator and Terminator Two, it's almost like the same argument with like Alien versus Aliens. Yeah, exactly. They're exactly. both very different. Like even some of Terminator plays like a horror film almost. Like the whole like stalking bit, yeah. kind of thing. Like it, it's a. They're both. I mean, they're both very good, but like they feel like they're just very different movies. But um, I actually pref- I do prefer Arnold Schwarzenegger as the bad guy. Really? As opposed to playing the good guy. Yeah. I thought it was He's more. A, I thought it was more charismatic. In the I think one. he plays a heel really well. Okay. No, he does. I mean, Terminator has also given us some. Hollywood's most memorable lines that have been quoted everywhere. I'll be back. And I'll be back. Come with me if you want to live from part two. Even though, like, I think we can all, I, it's going to be on all our list next week. I hope. Jin's yeah, <laughs> like, nope. Are, <laughs> no, I do like Terminator 2. But Remember, how annoying is John Connor? <laughs> in the first uh, one? Furlong is the worst. Oh, in the in second the... one. Because no, John wait. Connor's not born yet in the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're right. That's oh, you Kyle mean like Reese. The... I'm talking about I'm talking about yeah. Edward Furlong and, and... Edward Furlong yeah. is the worst. The only time I liked him in Terminator 2, the only time is when he does the whole like I'm ordering you not to go. Like yeah, it felt like good, but... Doing, but like everything else in that movie, he's just annoying. That's the well, only I time think he... this is his best movie. Yeah, he didn't hear about uh, that like... much. American History X is good too. Oh he, he, yes, he played a oh, kid man, like that's... he his role was an annoying kid kind of, movie. so he played it well. But you didn't look like he was acting until the end. That's true. He was wasn't he in Detroit Rock City? Yeah, and he's, and he's also in a movie called Pecker. Let's <laughs> <laughs> throw that out there. Let's <laughs> throw that out there. Um, too. No, I do like I do love American History X. Uh, it won't movie. be in my top next week, but it that's might be an honorable mention. You that's know a, who he dated for years though is the chick that Monica Kina that was in Freddy vs Jason, and she was also in Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek, yeah. They Abby. they there are some pictures of them online together, and they look like they have been through things. <laughs> that's the best way I can put it. <laughs> right. But yeah, right. yeah, I don't know. Like he had he had a a, a potential career though, because like I mean I know he was annoying in Terminator, but like he grew into a better actor. Like he was good in American History X. I agree. Wait, we've but, all seen know. American History X, yeah. here, right? Yes. Is that yeah. one that one? Spoiler alert! Nor, in no. three, two, one. Is that not one of the saddest endings you've ever seen? Yep. Because so I did not. I didn't. I didn't see that coming when when he got killed. Yep. 
It killed me. Kills it's me every time. It's a movie that I yeah. only need to watch like once or twice. I've seen it it's twice. Intense. I can't. I can't. I, I have a hard time with it. It's heavy. Like heavy. And not for nothing, Ed Norris should have been nominated for an Academy Award for that I movie. I think so. He was. I think he was. He was nominated. He, just he was. Win. He didn't win. All he right. was. He didn't. He didn't win. And he should have. Would won. that be his best performance? I think. Will he ever win? Nah, maybe. Who knows? I'd say it's probably one of his best performances. He had a better than the Hulk. If he had a better <laughs> reputation, he probably would be in more movies, and he can probably win more. He has a Sean Penry. Sean Penn already has two, so yeah. He uh, so the thing with Edward Norton, um, I actually think Primal Fear is really good too. He's really good in that. That's his first movie. I haven't seen it because the, the twist got spoiled for me. Oh, that sucks because the twist. That's a good up. twist. You haven't seen Primal Fear? No. I might. I you might watch it? it. No, I might watch it with you because you don't. You don't know the twist. It's yeah. a good twist. Yeah, it's a really good twist, and he's just amazing. It's him it. and Richard like, Richard Gere, right? Oh, Richard Gere right. And, uh, and Laura Linney. Wait. They've been in a lot of movies what year together. Was that? I don't know. I need four. I may like, have actually, somewhere on there? I think I saw that in theaters okay, with so. Alina. So yeah. I, got, I might have to look it up just to see. All but right. I think I did see that already. So Terminator is you guys' number four. Yep. Yep. Jen's number four is probably okay. like the so, TV, a TV movie. I'm actually going to combine this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll leave that for Does Rocky day. Horror have a sequel? No. No. Thank God. Thank God. That movie is And I would have made her list. Um, they, did, they did Rocky Horror live on Fox. Dude. All right. So, well, before Jen says her number four, oh the I don't know how we didn't mention this last week. The TV Rocky Horror is awful. Like, absolutely awful. Like, me and Jen, we have our reasons for loving the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Jen didn't even see the TV one. I, I unfortunately did. I think I it is it. God awful. Awful. The only thing I liked about that one is same way I didn't watch Dirty Dancing. No, Dirty Dancing was funny. Well, I heard I heard that was hot garbage too, though. (laughs) It was really funny. Have you seen? Never get that time back. TV one. David made me see the ending. The like last. Yeah, because I wanted to show. Yo, he struggled to pick her up. And I will never get that time back of my life. (laughs) I see what you did there. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so. Uh, I'm going to do my number four and my number three because it kind of goes hand in hand. Oh, I know where you're bit. going with this. Uh, so my number four is Pretty in Pink. And your number three is... And my number oh, three, Pretty in Pink. Number four is Pretty in Pink. And number three yeah. is Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, you went another direction. So uh, the reason why these two kind of go in hand in hand, I'll go individually through both movies and then I'll explain a little more there. Uh, so Pretty in Pink, another John Hughes classic. Uh, Molly Ringwald was like his muse in the 80s. I mean, she was, you know. She's in, it, three, she's in three of his movies? She's in 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, and. And Breakfast. Yes, Breakfast Club. Um, so, Pretty in Pink is kind of like that the poor girl outsider trying to get in. She goes to this like fancier school, this fancier high school. Then you got like the rich kids, and uh, rich kid played by. Uh, Andrew McCarthy, who's another 80s actor. He didn't do too yeah, much been, later. Been, he actually mentioned a lot today. <laughs> he actually, yeah, he's on a, a lot of these movies on my list. But um, he actually ends up, you know, he acts a little more, but then he's done a lot of directing, a lot of TV show directing as well. Like you'll see, I think he directed Orange is the New Black. I think he's directed a few episodes like of White Collar, just, just different things, and he's been guest starring on stuff. Um, but anyway, so Pretty in Pink, Iconic. James Spader's in it too. John Cryer plays her best friend Ducky. John Cryer with the best '80s hair ever. <laughs> yeah, and like those shoes, and like just that scene singing. Um, the psychedelic furs sing their the theme song, "Pretty in Pink." Uh, Annie Potts 
plays a punk rocker. Janine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this romantic, it's sort of, I guess, not really a comedy, I guess, but, you know, the romance, romantic, you know, rich girl, poor girl, uh, rich boy, poor girl, uh, meet, and then they're struggling to, like, fit their world in. And, um, I mean, spoiler alert, because everybody has probably seen it anyway. I've never seen it. You You've never play. seen it? Okay. You've never seen Pretty in Pink? What have you been doing? I've never you've seen never it. Seen it? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the other one. No, some kind of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never no, seen. I've seen Pretty in Pink. Okay, so I, haven't well, seen, I haven't seen any of those two. In Pretty in Pink, basically, she ends up having to choose between her best friend and yeah, Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> Blaine. And so uh, she chooses Andrew McCarthy in this. So great, whatever. Successful film. So now. Some Kind of Wonderful is also written by uh, John Hughes. He doesn't direct it. Uh, Howard Deutsch directed Funny, th- Funny you mentioned that because... Howard the Duck, right? I love Howard the Duck. How- uh, <laughs> Howard, what's his name? Howard How- Deutsch. Howard Deutsch. I'm looking at his, his Rotten Tomato bio, and the pic of him is a picture of Bruce Willis. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Some Kind of Wonderful was written uh, also by John Hughes. But fun fact, so... When they were making the movie for Pretty in Pink, they the studio. So originally, John Hughes wanted Andy to end up with Ducky in the movie with her best friend, but the studio didn't want to do that. They wanted the other ending. They wanted her with Blaine, with Andrew McCarthy's character. Um, so you know, John Hughes was pissed off about that, and he wrote Some Kind of Wonderful. So in Some Kind of Wonderful, it stars Eric Stoltz, uh, Leah Thompson's in this too. I think this is pre Back to the Future, probably a little bit after. Um, and Mary Stuart Masterson, and actually Craig Schaefer, who is actually the uncle in One Tree Hill, if for anybody that Uncle Keith. I do remember that. I was going to be quiet, but I do remember yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to admit And uh, so basically uh, in this movie, it kind of is a similar story. Like, you know, he's a poor boy, rich girl, and it kind of switches, and she, he's got, like, the best friend. But in the, the ending of this movie is exactly how – John Hughes wanted it. Uh, basically, he's they end together. They end up together. The best friend ends up with the main character, with Eric Stoltz's character. And this actually is one of my favorites. So, and actually, fun fact: Leah Thompson is married to Howard Deutsch. Their daughter Zoe is an actress. That's cool. Awesome. Wait, so, so would people have been that upset if she ended up with Ducky? I like... don't. I don't think so. But <laughs> apparently, the studio thought that. Like we all like we all like Ducky more, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, as a person, <laughs> definitely Ducky more. Like Blaine was yeah. such a pushover and like a follower and he could never think for himself. And so like while you know, I liked him in the movie anyway as a character and I did like their romance and their connection, I always felt like ah, she should end up for Ducky, but like she always kind of just pushed him around too. He needed I to feel have like more of a backbone. I feel like that studio show's choice was more of a superficial choice. Like uh they look better together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like like you know the, the more attractive choice, I guess. So pretty. Which in pink, kind of seems weird. Pretty in Pink came out in '86, and then uh, some kind of wonderful came out in '87. You know what else I'm surprised about is uh, I'm surprised that no one has attempted to remake Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink, or yeah. The Breakfast Club. Like no one has they, touched them. They seem like I'm glad they, they seem right. They seem right for like being remade, and like no one has touched them. <laughs> I'm they with should you. not be though. They no, no, they shouldn't be. I know, but like with like. I don't think any, anything should like, not be remade, but that's like not how anything, it works. I can see the CW being like, yo, let's make Pretty in Pink like a TV show. <laughs> I can see that happening. That'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, we're getting dark, man. 
Speaking of 80s coming back to now. All right. Hitting our top three. Jen was some kind of wonderful. My number three is uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh I thought I did not know your number one. I thought then. that was I'm your number one. I thought it was going to be your surprise, number one. Surprise, surprise. I mean, if if you guys remember what my top ten films, favorite films were of all time, you kind of know where I'm going here. So yeah. I, I kind of... Oh, Godfather s- released in the 80s. No. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think you guys are going to talk about this later, So except Jen. Because today you're maker ten, uh, <laughs> so I'll, ju- I'll just I'll just wait I'll just wait. Till I'm you... trying to think of the girliest like '80s movie I could think of that would be her number one. Dude, I thought it was Grease too. I have no. It's either it's probably The Breakfast Club. That has to be The Breakfast Club. But um, she might surprise us. It might be like Weird Science. I, I actually. <laughs> oh God. It's no. funny because I'm hoping that Breakfast Club is her number two because then I really have no idea where her number one is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll talk about Empire Strikes Back when because I know I'm sure it's higher in you guys. Yeah. Like, it's higher, yeah. Yeah, so my number three is Empire Strikes Back. All right, Lou, you're up. Uh, my number three is Aliens. Okay. That's also my number three. What's up with that? There we go, that. man. High, <laughs> high, high five Uh-oh. from coast to coast. Yeah. Nice. But uh, I mean, we like another movie we talked endlessly about though. But Sigourney Weaver, as in my opinion, the best female uh, hero. Uh, I know guys has different. You're gonna give me your spiel next week about how Sarah Connor is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, y'all act like I don't like respect Ripley. I do. <laughs> I Sigourney, Sigourney Reaver gets mad respect. So briefly, at the Defenders panel at Comic Con, she when they introduced her, she got the only standing ovation from like anyone that walked out. Like it was like a full on like nerd room got up there. Like it was like respect for like Alien, Ghostbusters, and all the other stuff that she's done. Like. She clearly is still iconic for that role, and you know I respect it. There you go. Totally. Uh, but I do like the way that they just flipped this uh the first movie upside down. It just went from a horror to just all out action. Action movie. Yeah, it was great, and the the xenomorphs. Come on, like they're still as scary as ever, and the masses that they came in towards these people. And then you got the queen at the end. It's fantastic. I agree. I also love, I like the progression of her character from one to two. Like, it's yeah. like a, like, even from like, yes, it's a character and an acting standpoint. Too. I'm not saying that she was bad in Alien, but she certainly, like, isn't as polished as she was when she gets to the sequel. And, like, it's just like, that. that's like a really good example of, like, really good character growth from film to film. There you go. She's significantly different in each one. And it's, which is pretty awesome. Have, have we ever talked about Alien Resurrection on this on the show? Not that I know of. Yeah, it's Why? hot garbage. <laughs> I prefer Resurrection over three. I like, Resur- oh, I like Resurrection. Oh, three is better than Resurrection. They're both garbage, but they're both bad. But like three is, three is terrible. Bad. Like, dude, Resurrection. She's like playing basketball and shit. That's just mad random. <laughs> she plays fucking basketball with Ron Perlman. Mad fucking random. And but Renona Ryder. Quick one on one. Yeah, Winona Ryder's whatever. And if... Ooh, Winona, uh, sneak preview. Winona Ryder will be in a film in my top ten next, next week, week for the, the 1990s. What the hell? From she the 1890s? Hold up. Did you just say from the 1890s? <laughs> no, I said, no, I said from the 1990s. Wrong 90s. Did she say 1890s? No, 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 I said 1990s. 
I could have sworn you I heard, heard 1890s. You were talking about her great, 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 great. No. <laughs> like before <laughs> film was invented. From the original no, play of Romeo and Juliet. We'll play that back. I need to play that back. And I got to confirm that. But we are not. What 90s movie was she in that was great? Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. I can't give it up yet. I know what it is. It's Edward Scissorhands. I got one. I got one. And if it's what I'm thinking of, that's a pretty good movie. Let me see. Hear it. I won't. I won't. Oh, wait, I don't know if I won't. Well, well, I, 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 I won't confirm or deny yet. Oh, wait. No. Oh, well, there's two. Shit. That will, that will definitely be on my list. Uh, damn it. It could be Edward Scissorhands or something else. Or what else? I don't want to ruin it if it's not. No, no, no. I won't say if it is or not. Yeah, but then people will know. No, no, because she had a few. She yeah, had mermaids. She had, some other she stuff. had a lot mermaid. of mermaids. Yeah, mermaids. <laughs> mermaids with Cher and Christina Ricci. That was in 1990, I think. You're so devastated. <laughs> Mermaid? What? Oh, could, well, not. it's not Girl Interrupted, is it? She wasn't Girl Interrupted? She was, yeah. with Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah, you forget, because Angelina Jolie just chewed the entire scenery. Yeah. Mermaids, boo. She was great. You know what sucks? I know we're late in the podcast, but I do want to give some shout-outs to some animators films, which she definitely didn't even give honorable mentions to. Shout-out to The Little oh, Mermaid. Little I wanted Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. What What do you say, G? I forgot about The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I never think of animated movies when I yeah, do Yeah, me neither, unfortunately. I, I forgot about The Little Mermaid. There's going to be two animated films that might be on my list next week. So Oliver and Company? I mean, Oliver I know, and Company. Oliver and Company is fun, man. Oh, that's the one with Billy Joel? Yeah. That movie's fun. It is fun. Ooh, uh, Renona Ryder had some like bad choices in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love she... it that every time G looks at somebody's filmography, it's like, oh. But remember, 90s. 90s. I mean, oh she... no, her 90, her 90s one is weird too. So like, she had like, oh, she was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. I forgot. I gotta see. Yes, see she that. was in that actually. That's it, not it, on my it's, top it's a ten. really good looking movie. It's very flawed though. Like it's, but it's, it's visually great, but it's like really flawed. And Gary Oldman's awesome in it too. All right. So let's move on. We finally hit our top two. Yep. And Star Wars, I don't know. I kind of want to go with Jen first. Star Wars I kind of want to go with Jen first on this because like, if it's not The Breakfast Club, I have no idea what her number one is. What's your number two? My number two Please is... let it be The Breakfast Club. When Harry Met Sally. That's 1990. No, it's not. It's 1989. It's 1989. Yeah. I apologize. Booyah. Shitless Jen makes it's a like, Yeah. It's <laughs> much I, like honey much like honey I shrunk the kids. It's on the cusp. It's on yeah, the cusp. it's very <laughs> It uh came out in July of eighty nine. Really? So. Wow, that's I, I Wow, that know. was a good summer. July eighty nine and then June was like Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Batman. Batman yeah, that was a good summer. Was really a, good summer. as opposed to this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got would, we got Transformers. Would, would you say like before before <laughs> Jen gets we got that last before night. Jen gets into Harry Met Sally, would you say this is one of the worst summer years that we've had in a long time? No, because it's a drier uh, summer. We got, I guess. Like, well, is it? Are we talking in terms of quality movies or just movies not we, doing we well? We got Spider Man. Spider Man. Well, money wise and quality, I think we have. Yeah, is Spider Man Homecoming going to hit three hundred million? Because it's. It's almost. I don't done. understand all the big drops it's had. People are not going to the movies anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, no. it's expensive. I mean, not for me, but it's expensive for other people. <laughs> yeah, this is a little app that came out. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. When Harry Met Sally. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. It's a classic romance film. Uh, friendship, relationships. You've never seen it. When, 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 did, when did Harry Met Sally? It's a really, it's a really, huh? yeah, when did I'm Harry Met Sally? Uh, well, he met her a few times over the course of like 20 years. Um, this movie spans 20 years? No, yes and no. So basically it's like they meet when they're going on a road trip. Um, he's dating her college roommate and they graduate from college and they're both moving to New York City. So they kind of ride 
uh, they share a, a car drive together to New York. Um, you have a lot of iconic like New York scenes, like the Met, uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Um, you know, uh, Washington Square Park is in it in the beginning of the movie, different things like that. But basically, it's like their relationship. So they start out as like they're just acquaintances and they don't really like each other. You know, he's trying to get with her, even though he's still with her roommate, like dating her roommate, but he's being a guy. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> he's being such a man. He's being a guy. So, um, basically, so they kind of part ways once they get to New York. Then, like, five years later, um, they meet again at like uh she's dropping off her boyfriend at the airport and he actually knows her boyfriend from like business and they kind of reintroduce themselves there for a second and then they kind of another five years passes and then they meet again and actually carrie fisher's in this movie Rest yeah. in peace. with she plays meg ryan's best friend bruno kirby's in here uh he's his best friend and basically the kind of like the third time that they meet they kind of start to form a friendship and then eventually it kind of turns into where it's like a a relationship they're dealing with their exes and and all that and then it kind of goes into so it's it's relationships and friendships um but it's a really good movie iconic lines billy crystal's really funny in it uh meg ryan is good you know she's Really good in it. Carrie Fisher, Bruno Kirby are very good in supporting roles. Um, she has that classic orgasm yeah. at the diner scene. I remember scene. that. That I remember. I'll have, what, I'll have what she's having. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> directed by Rob Reiner. So Rob Reiner, fuck. Rob he Reiner. was really big in the 80s and 90s. He was. Uh, meathead on All in the Family. And uh, yeah. Really good. So when Harry you know, a lot Sally, of people, a lot I can people, watch it uh, over and over and over and over again. A lot of people consider that the best romantic comedy of all time. I don't know that I would say it's the best, but I think it's... Do you consider it Happen One Night a rom-com? Um, uh, hmm. Well, we both have the same reaction. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's actually would, one of my favorite movies. Because I would so, say that would probably be the best rom-com. I guess not in the definition of what a nah, rom-com I mean, is now, is but I guess <laughs> for the time, it was sort of a romantic comedy, I guess. Um, so it's such a good movie. I mean, Clark Gable. I, I, I'm gonna say Colbert. I'm gonna say Lewis has not seen it happen one night. No, I haven't. You gotta watch it. My best wedding we'll is so good. Though. I think you'd like it. Clark Gable is really good in it. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my number two. When uh, Harry met. All Sally. right, fellas, do you guys share number two? I have a. F- Let's find out. How how are we gonna find out? Lou, go, go first. I going first. Uh, my number two is Scarface. No, we don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he goes no. <laughs> Take me Damn, I, I, I waited to be last, and I thought you guys were going to share, but I think you guys shared your number one. I'm pretty sure we do. I think. Hey, we'll I think see. So. Yeah. All, all right, right. Go ahead. Uh, Scarface. Uh, one behind uh, another one that we'll mention next week is my favorite gangster movie. Actually, third, third favorite gangster movie because we mentioned The Godfather last week. So The Godfather number two. This will be number three, and next week I'll give you my number one. But uh, I see that a lot too. Yeah, like and no, you know, I don't, you know, I prefer. I mean, it's one been great. Other, no, but I, 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 totally. I mean, I think everyone knows where it's talking about, but we won't mention it by name. I totally see why. Yeah. Because it's it's a easier watch than the other one. Yeah. All right, but, but we'll uh, about next week. I know people would like judge this movie how long it is, but I just love the progression that you see from like a refugee to getting introduced the rise to. And fall. Yeah, the, it was getting introduced into like the fold of the Miami Underground, uh, to literally being at the top of the world and then losing everything in an instant. 
it's a it's a great journey to go through. Al Pacino with his uh, fantastic Cuban accent throughout the whole movie. Uh, I'm I've been to Cuba. Here we go. I'm Cuban. Jen's Cuban. We I have never met anyone that speaks like that. Hello <laughs> <laughs> to my little. Do you friend. know anyone with an accent like that? Not like that. No, it's a little it's, dramatic. It's so but... it's so over the top, but it's yeah. so good. Though. It's so good. Yeah. But I feel like he had to he had to make it that way. You know I mean, he didn't he get sounds, You know what he sounds like? He his... sounds like an Italian that with a slur. So his yeah. best friend is Stephen Bauer. He's hundred percent Cuban. He's Cuban. Stephen Bauer is actually not his original name. His real name is Rocky Echeverria, mm-hmm. and he was on this show called Que Pasa, Pasa USA, USA. I remember that show, which is fantastic yeah, for so good. any Cuban will know what the show is. Um, and it was basically this TV show in Miami, <laughs> that's and that's what got him his start. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll do an episode on Que, pa- que Pasa USA. I doubt we will, but that's a good idea. I would love it. <laughs> yeah, Que Pasa. Uh, Gee, have you ever heard of it? If we do. <laughs> if we do an episode on Que Pasa USA and not Sábado Gigante, that's a travesty. Well, <laughs> nah, Sábado Gigante is just like a talk show. Well, it's a variety show. Variety. Yeah, but it's, but a... Que Pasa USA is, dude, it's I used to watch show. that all the time. It's so funny. But yeah, Scarface. Yeah, go uh, back to that. But yeah, but... Uh, it was the first gangster movie I've, I saw as uh, a child. Yeah, same, and... same movie. I mean, we can talk about his influence on hip hop too. How many times? Yeah, oh my God, has a quote from that movie. Everyone been used has in a song. Yeah. Every rapper. I remember. <laughs> I rapper. I don't know. Looking back at it now, how I was allowed to watch Scarface as a kid. Well, your uh, mom probably didn't realize. Yeah, exactly. My mother, I saw it. My, I saw it real young too, and I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah, because my mom like. I know. My parents I was, didn't, my parents I think, didn't pay attention to I what I was. I was 13 when I first saw Scarface. Okay. And even then, was a little too violent for like a 13 year old to be watching. I think I was around that age, too. It's violent, and then all the cocaine, and all the. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um, I never played it. I know you played it. How is the video game that's supposed to be the sequel? Uh, it's fine. It's fine? Yeah, it's like GTA Vice City. I heard it's a good, I heard it's a good it's story, fine. though. I mean, I mean, there's. But no yeah, way- that's another thing. Vice City, like, it literally influenced the whole video game. Yeah, that was literally yeah, Scarface. Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. Yeah, yeah. Up, up until like Lance Vance. Lance like, Vance. Like when you kill uh, when you kill this guy in the mansion, which is a Scarface mansion. Yeah. And then after that, it changes. But like up to that point, yeah, it's like Scarface. Aren't they remaking it? Scarface, unfortunately. Yeah. But who's the guy? Yeah. I always get these Diego guys confused. Luna. Diego Luna. Diego Luna. It's gonna be a Mexican one, right? What was the first one? So. Italian. Italian, and then Cuba. First and then fantastic. Mexican. Have you ever seen the original? I've actually never seen the original. It's really good. I highly yeah, recommend I didn't, it. I didn't want to mention Diego Luna because I remember the last time I got him confused with the other guy that was on Scream Queens and uh, Rock of Ages. Diego Bonetta. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, want, not a, I'm not a fan, real big fan of Diego Luna. <laughs> I, wanted, I need to confirm. <laughs> but we'll see how it well, you didn't like. Wait, yeah. wait, he was the one in Rogue One, right? You didn't like him? No, I was okay. I was whatever. <laughs> well, we'll, see, we'll see. I'll wait and see on this Scarface remake, He's man. He's good in Y Tu Mama Tambien. I've never seen it. Oh, you should see it. It's with Gael Garcia. Uh, Benadi. I, I like that guy. Yeah. All right. G. Your best friend. You said you're going in an opposite direction here. Where are we going? <laughs> I went. I went. I took for the heartstrings with ET. <laughs> oh, you really put it up there. I didn't think it would be as up there as. Oh, I love ET. ET was my favorite movie for a long time, like Aww. for years. Wow. I don't. And you and you thought it was gonna be <laughs> no. That's. <laughs> I mean, I think we I... talk about ET so much. Well, well, just me and you, just you and I, dude. Yeah, unfortunately, you guys talk about it too much. I mean, what? It's the best movie that, of 1982. punch of the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how you can watch E.T. and film nothing. Like, I love, like, I feel like, you know, 
my other two for other reasons. But I think the best made movie of that year, probably, I would say it's E.T. And shout out to my girl, Drew Barrymore, because I haven't mentioned her in a while. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Such a good streak. We were doing so well. And I have What's a feeling, <laughs> and I have a feeling, thanks to you and Jen, she's going to be on the list next oh, week. Oh, it's going to be all up in the nineties. That's such <laughs> Drew travesty. Drew is actually just starting to film season two of the. That show got renewed. Yeah, it's actually uh, hey, really hey, good. Hey, 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 hey. I, I post sponsored content for them. It should get renewed. You um, no, it's <laughs> really nice good. Plug. You should watch it. I like binged it really fast. Let me guess, like, she's just... not the best part about it. No, she is. It's I mean, a, she's the main show. person. Like, yeah, it's good. Her it's and good. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Really and they share it. a stream connection. Yeah, awesome. they do. But no, it's good. You see how silent it got when we started talking about Drew Barrymore. That's yeah. Fine. Oh, you know what? Wait, we're gonna talk about. It's fine. <laughs> no, but like, no. I'm. I mean, like I've so, said before, when we talk about E. T., she doesn't get any better than E. T. She she's been good in other movies. But she was like three there. Yeah. Oh, please. Sometimes people go. hit their peak at early in life. Oh, oh God, God, I, you need to see Home Fries. You know, Steven, <laughs> you know Steven Spielberg is her godfather? Really? Yeah. No wonder you put her in it. That's her godfather. Is she's it, good. Is it, I don't see, is well, it, uh, what about the opening scene from Scream, Mr. Man? Porter, her grandfather? Mr. Yeah, Potter, Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. He's her great uncle, I believe. Maybe, yes. maybe she should have taken cues from other child actors and became a and teacher. Have you, like, well, heard the Barrymore's got drama? The Barrymore's got a ton of drama. The fact that she is even, like, stable and, yeah. like, like a good person <laughs> and like functioning like she deserves a round of applause for that because that, that family has been through a lot i mean she was going through a lot when no. she was young she was, One person she, was drinking, she was drinking at parties when she was like six or seven yeah she was that's like smoking. so was i <laughs> wait wait when you were seven yeah <laughs> jen i'm dominican yeah <laughs> were you like going right? back shots because that's what she was doing oh yeah oh uh, well, then you have more in common with her than you no, do not no never say that again <laughs> Man, she was in Firestarter. Oh gosh, I like. But yeah, ET, ET. We're gonna dedicate a full on episode. We're gonna. Try is to that get your favorite? I'm guessing. I mean, is that your favorite Spielberg movie? Yes. All right. Yeah, we're on. We're on the same boat with that. Yeah. All right. He's made a lot of good ones, but yeah. It's coming back in theaters in September, so just letting you know that. Oh, uh, I thought. It, remember when they re-released it for like whatever anniversary it was? And I saw it in theaters. Did you cry? Uh, I, I teared up at the end. Yeah, like, I, I know I know when we see it, I know I'm ready for it, so I'm going to make sure we sit in, like, a two-seated area, not, like, a like a row. Because our theater has, like, a section that just has two seats, so I'm going to make sure we sit there. So no one sees you cry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, my number two is Ghostbusters. And, you know, that is so high. No, Sorry. it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So. Damn, so I think I know what your number one is. Really? That's not your number one? Yeah. No. It is. You know where it's at. It's your number one? No. No. She knows. Something else is his number one. Why wouldn't I that be my number one? I didn't think it would be that no, high. No, E.T. Was, was further down his list. Yeah. I really thought yeah, Batman yeah, right, right. would have been your number one. I went with, like, I, the I honestly don't movie. know. What? It's a better made movie. Oh, my God. You don't think it's a better made movie? I love Hollywood. We're not even saying it. You really don't think it's a better made movie? I don't know. We'll discuss this when you reveal it. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters is my number two. Uh... I've talked about it before, so it's uh, one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's the chemistry between the Ghostbusters is top notch. Even what's uh, Janine's name again? Annie Potts. She's really good in it. Yeah. Uh, Rick Moranis is good too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think the chemistry between everyone in that film is fantastic. Sigourney Weaver is great, and um, he was I, hot. 
and I love the twist with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man at the end. I always thought that's hysterical. Uh, the end of the movie is I love the scene when they're uh, let's take let's take this prehistoric let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. I love that line. Yep. Uh, it's just a lot of great stuff in it. So yeah, Ghostbusters is my number two. Who's number up, one. Who's up next? Number one. Who's, well, who, who's, me? Is it me? No. Oh, me? Yeah, because we all know what number one is. What's my number one? The Breakfast Club. It's the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Actually. That's my number one. I'm fine with well, it, Well, because too. I had to think, like, okay, 80s movies I love. Um, what's a, Kind of where I went with the 70s last week, I was being a little more literal. Like, what's a typical, like, what kind of epitomized the 80s for a lot of people? And I feel like... The Breakfast Club, you know, you, you had high school, you had the teen angst, you had these kids that you can kind of relate to. I mean, granted, they're, yeah, they're in high school and they're dealing with teenage problems, but I feel like even when you watch it at any point, like as an adult at least or as a teenager or even like when I'm like 40 or 50, like I can remember relating to it, you know, to all their individual issues. Um, you know, one is the brain, one has the bad parents, one has, the, you know, like just different different things and um i feel like you you can just easily relate to it the soundtrack again is iconic um had a crush on bender clearly judd nelson bad boy um molly ringwald epitomizes the 80s for me in movies she's in everything um (laughs) yeah so and john hughes i mean again yeah what more prolific 80s director can you get really than John Hughes? I mean, there's plenty, I know, but I'm saying for me. I think he was really the voice of like the younger generation. Yeah, and at that time, I mean, you know. Um, now, yeah. how how old was he when he was writing those movies? Because like I just like wondering like how he was able to like well, fully connect with. I think he died in his 50s, actually. So he was probably like 20 something. So I feel like he was in, okay. So that's how he was able to. He was young I feel like he was. he was like in his 20s, more or less. I mean, let me see. He died. How old was he when he died? He died at 59. I mean, when he wrote right, most so of this, he was like late 20s, early 30s then. So really, he's not that far removed from everything. From it, yeah. Um. So yeah, so The Breakfast Club. That is what I want to give that movie credit for, and even like some of the other 80s teen comedies, is that even more so than the 90s ones, is that I think in the 90s, a lot of teen movies were cast based on how good looking people were over actual talent. And especially in the breakfast club, those are really all of them give like solid performances. It's not just a bunch of pretty people put together in a movie. Yeah, I agree. Like they're all they're all really good. And this, this broke them out, a lot of them. I mean Ali Sheedy got more roles after this. Um Emilio Estevez kind of I think set himself a little bit apart other than being um Martin Sheen's and kid. Then he, and then he became Gordon Bombay, so and uh well, yeah. Well. And then he directed a very underrated movie called Bobby. Love Bobby. Bobby's so good, and Bobby's so many people so are like, "I've never heard of it." <laughs> they probably they probably think it's about Bobby Knight. <laughs> Do you know what Bobby's about? <laughs> really? I don't haven't seen Bobby. Oh, it's Bob Bobby Kennedy. It's uh, about everybody, night. everybody, and their mothers in that movie too. Yeah, it's about the night he was assassinated, oh, yeah. and it's kind of like <laughs> it goes along the, like the the last few. T- Hours, right? It's the last few hours or the, the hour. last few the last few yeah, hours before uh, he gets assassinated. All the really individual good. stories. Did he get nominated? For, like, did he get nominated for Best Picture or was it drama at the Globes? The Globes okay. gave it a Best Drama uh, nomination. Okay. So yeah. So that's my number one. Lou, 
G, The Empire Strikes Back. Tell us. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you cannot fit it anymore. You're not I'm John Williams. That that's like worse. that's like me doing hip hop beats. Go ahead, do your. Uh, nah, that's say that for next week when oh, we get man. to New York State of Mind. You gotta do, you gotta listen to New York State of Mind beat. All right, guys. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. I mean, what else? Can I know. I feel like we've this? talked about it a lot too on here before. It's his father, uh, so it's his, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's just great. Uh, it's so great that I can actually I don't need to watch the other ones. I can just watch that one and be perfectly okay. It's a definitive sequel. Of, it's a definitive Star Wars movie. Yeah, definitive Star Wars movie, definitive sequel of the '80s. Yep. And like I said, like to have the balls to end the movie like that, where there's no closure. And like this was back in the '80s when we didn't have like internet. There was no internet to tell you like, oh, they're making another one like right away. Yeah. Like, but... like you're just kind of like, oh, that the uh, how long am I gonna? Are we gonna get another one? Like, I would just be like, yeah, like to like to end a movie like that and like I have the balls to do that is I thought. Well, probably... I've said like I wish I would lived in that time before the internet that we could just walk into that movie theater and just be shocked about like the reveal of Vader being Luke's father. If if Star Wars, um. If, uh, if it came out today, I think the whole Luke, I'm your father would have been in the trailer. I know. We, talk, we talked about Probably. like issues with trailers That's... before. Yeah, I think that would have been in the trailer. Or some kind of leak, like some actor leak by act, you know, like something would have. So hope, give those sounds. Hopefully like... the, the third trilogy in this franchise, the middle movie will be as good as Empire. I know it won't be as better. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be better than Empire, but hopefully, Last Jedi has. Aren't they comparing it to that, like in like style, basically? Like I've heard, I've heard mention that like it's kind of their Empire. Well, I mean, it seems like it's gonna be. What well, is whole? Yeah, movies. these new movies kind of just seem like they're remaking the magic. <laughs> just remaking the original three. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't have. Can we? Are we gonna expect movie. Ewoks in the third one? Then no, I hope not because that's no. terrible. I'm expecting great things in the third one. The, excuse me. The, 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 the one that's directed by Colin Trevorrow? Oh, Sam, it's oh then we're definitely getting Ewok. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised Trevorrow yeah, directs In my opinion, it Ewok. should be the last episodic Star Wars movie. It is. Yeah, it's funny. After this, we don't know. They, Lucas and Disney said they're going in uh anthology route now. Okay. So I think this is it after So, I mean, nine. they got to go out with a bang. That's what they said about Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's, a shame. It was mostly, it's mostly good. This it's mostly good, yes. A little bit more about the only General issue with the, with the had she lived. Oh, episode yeah. nine. Yeah, episode nine was supposed to be a little bit more about her. Um, so it's a shame that. Well, I read she's in it a lot in this one. In this one, one in the Last Jedi, but so. episode nine would have been nice to have a little more feature. It's uh, apparently Billy Lord's in it too, like her daughter. Like yeah, she's, she's in the next two. Well, she was in the Force Awakens. I don't even notice her. Yeah, yeah she's what well, she's in the back. She she's the, the background. The buns, the hair buns, uh, yeah, as kind of a tribute. But she's yeah, she's like one of the people, like the the staff people. I think I, d- December. I'm calling it right now. December will be a Phantom Menace commentary. Oh, dude. <laughs> really? So now I know I'm taking on my vacation. I think at least will... it's not back of the clones because I would probably. Actually, should we do the worst one? We should do the worst one. Fuck. You know, G, you, you made G, you could have just stayed I th- quiet. I think we're going to do an Attack of the Clones. It's, it's so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I could do, we got to get to watch like Peyton Christen and Natalie Portman frolic around the grass. For <laughs> <laughs> All right. He hates sand. So moving uh, on to my number one, apparently Jen is shocked. What's my number one? 
I think it's Pee Wee. No, Pee Wee no. was an honorable was an honorable mention. Oh, he was. All right, good. No, my number one was Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future. Okay, that's. I was gonna say your number oh. one was Pee Wee Herman. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. why I was so worried. I was no. like, really? That, <laughs> ju- <laughs> that just shows Jen was not listening to my honorable mentions. I was listening, but you know, everybody's going so fast. There's so many movies being thrown no, out there. Back to the Future is my number oh, one. I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Jen doesn't like Pee Wee Herman. I'm not a fan. She thinks he's a creepy. Oh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is good though. Yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is <laughs> so Pee-wee. good. Just and like Pee Wee's Playhouse was fun too. Thank you. He's just a little creepy. Pee Wee's Playhouse is a huge different he's, definition. He's, 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 I mean, I mean, he's sli- he's uh, no. I actually think Mr. Rogers is creepier than Pee Wee Herman. No way. <laughs> he talks to puppets. Pee Wee doesn't. Yeah. It's a children's he show. looks. Yeah, but. So it's Pee-wee's okay. So the couch is real. The talk, talk. The couch talks back to him. These puppets are just like there, and someone's moving their mouth and shit. And who's moving the couch's mouth? Animatronics. Oh my god! Fine, whatever. It's and plus, thing. P- Mr. Rogers didn't have a word of the day like Pee-wee. Oh lord. <laughs> anyway. Do you oh know what the god. word of the day consisted of? No. If you said the word of the day throughout the thirty-minute show, everyone screams. <laughs> oh god, that's weird. <laughs> No, it isn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird, freaky. bro. No. Anyways, yes. back to the future. Yeah, me and oh, G are on thank our. thank God. Me and G are on like on, on a on a boat alone on Pee Wee. I'm so happy it's that. I'm so worried. Yeah, back to the future is like, amazing. Really? <laughs> You're like concerned. You're yeah, like, oh. she really sounds concerned. <laughs> I was so worried. But she had like... Grease two on her list. Yeah, man. If you would have put Pee Wee Herman over Star Wars, no, I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> well, you why. put you put Grease two over Star Wars. Yeah, but that's okay. I feel Grease like that's more for- forgivable than it's Pee-wee Grease Herman over yeah, time. Also, like... Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is like 80-something percent on Ryan's Tomatoes. Oh, whatever. You know that's Tim Burton's first film? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know Sorry. what? We're watching Pee-wee Herman tonight. No, I don't want to see no, it. No, we're watching no. it tonight. No, I'm leaving. No, uh, it's better if she watches The Lost Boys. I can't believe she hasn't seen that. I, I gotta no. find it. I have it. I just David's gotta find it. David's got me watching 12 Years a Slave tonight and the Shawshank Redemption. She's never seen the Shawshank God. Redemption. Oh, damn. Like, that is a depressing night I'm in movie, die. though. <laughs> you want me to buy you some tissues, bro? Oh, my well, God. I'm gonna be like, well, no. If we're going to do the 90s, she needs to be ready. Double, I am ready. Those will not be on my list. She's never seen Schindler's List, either. 12 Years a Slave was a nice oh, No, no, I'm talking I've about Shawshank like Redemption. I, like, I could have sworn 12 Years a Slave came out a couple years ago. And that is a really long double feature. That's like really long. We're not going to. No, yeah. man, we're not going to yeah. do all those. I just He's wanted... like making me going to sit through this. I don't know. All right, let me finish the Back to the Future. Back to the Future. <laughs> Thank God. That's a wonderful movie. Thank you. It's, well, it's not it's... wonderful, but. You... You're Man, the, you got uh, You're the only <laughs> one I know I've ever met that doesn't like Back to the Future. No, you never literally met. just told us two stories of people that don't like Back to the Future. No, that was G. And you gave one. I said ET. You gave one too. Gave one too. No, that was ET. You definitely gave one. No, I never. I never met anyone that likes back. back. You gotta listen back. back. No one pays attention to me apparently. (laughs) Yes, we do. Who who are you? Why are you here? Uh, We all we all agree that you did tell a story about how someone didn't like back. ET. Are you sure? Yes. I really. I've never met anyone. Literally, I've never met until Lewis. I've never met anyone that doesn't like Back to the Future. Anyway, let me get to it. Back to the Future is great. This podcast's gone on for three hours, so I'll finish off. With Back to the Future is great. It's the still tuning in. To me, it's the best time travel movie I've ever seen. Uh, It's a fun story. Crispin Glover, that's his name, right? Crispin Glover. Yeah. Before he got crazy, did Willard. Charlie's Angels. Um, even though. Oh yeah. I think G likes. I think G likes Willard. So. 
I do like Willard. I actually saw that in theaters. <laughs> do you know what Willard's about? Yeah. It's him and his rat? Yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. it in theaters. Did you Mad like it? random. I, I think I just was like, I got out of the theater and I was like, why did I pay So, for yeah, this? I mean, Back to the Future is everything, you know. It's uh, you go to the movies for it's fun, it's entertaining, it's well, great performances. Michael J. Fox is great, Christopher Lloyd is great. I happen to like every single one in the trilogy. Unlike G, who doesn't like Back to the Future Part Three, I like. I'm okay all, with three. I also. like all of them very much. Um, yeah, Back to the Future is my number one. So that movie. being said, do you think that's the best time travel movie? Yeah, what do you think? O- oh. Over Hot Top Time Machine. If you think Hot Tub Time Machine is better than no, actually my favorite, my favorite. Well, doesn't like all Terminator deals with like time travel. Doesn't it? it does. My favorite uh, yeah. time travel movie is Project Almanac. What movie? Project Almanac. Project Almanac. I, you've definitely seen it. Wait, actually, the problem with most time travel movies or shows is that they're like they're so easy to put plot holes into them. Like it's like you have to really know that like if you're gonna write one, it has to be like excellent, yeah. <laughs> so no one picks it apart. Yeah. And I don't really think a lot of people pick apart Back to the Future. I don't. At least I don't. Haven't met anyone that picks it apart that much, but some time travel stuff they really like. Well, that doesn't make sense because I mean, of this. I think Back to the Future does a good job in trying to eliminate certain plot holes that you might usually get in time. It is movies. weird that his mom in the past is like into him when he consents. Like, but, she, I mean, but she doesn't know that's his but son. She doesn't know. Yeah. I know, but it's that's still like you. But you know, but the viewer knows. It's hard to like wrap your brain around it. It's kind of funny at first. Trying to tell me that my mom has the hots for me. <laughs> so weird. Calvin. <laughs> no, I still think Bachelor of the Future is great. But yeah, I love all three of them. Next week, we'll be covering the 1990s, and I expect another clusterfuck of different lists on this on this one. It's going to be a large list. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. I have, I, I, I already have like movies on this list that I know that people are going to, you guys are going to be. You're, I going to hear me like flip pages. <laughs> like, yeah. I, know, I know if Pulp Fiction is not on all of our lists, I might like scream. It's definitely not on Kevin's list. Yeah. Come on, guy. <laughs> Come on, guy. Well, is it going to be on Jen's list? Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction is not on your list? It's actually one of my... It's my favorite Tarantino movie. That's um, not the question we asked. I, I know, because <laughs> I, I haven't formulated <laughs> my list. Just get out of that question real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't really thought about my list quite yet. There are a few movies that I kind of know, like I definitely want on my list, but I don't really know exactly the order. Like so, I have certain movies Pulp that I, Fiction may be on my list. If the, not, it's definitely an honorable should mention. should be near the top of your list. But, but, um, there's a lot of 90s movies, man. But there are a lot of 90s movies. I mean, like I said, there's a Winona I mean, Ryder movie that's going to The 80s we were born in, the list. 90s might be difficult for some of us because we, we literally grew up with the movies. We grew up and, with the nineties, uh, so yeah. There's gonna be the, the team movies. You can definitely be- bet Clueless <laughs> is on my list. That's fine. guys. You're the only one that's gonna come with a bunch of team movies. No, I know there's gonna be a lot. <laughs> no, I mean I don't think I'll have any team movies. I'm this like time I'm around. gonna throw. I'll be like I, I think I might have one. Or two, one <laughs> I'll or have two. a range. Well, it depends. I know that like G's Homeward probably gonna bound. pull his list from a few weeks ago yeah. and just bring it back, and then add to it. Yeah, pretty much. How about this? Well, it won't be, be littered. Hard. It won't be littered with teen films. I won't have a top. I think. Of... I think after the after the nineties, it gets a little easier. Eh. With the two thousands. With two thousand and two thousand and up to two thousand ten. Gee, I have a question before we go. What do you think my best of the two thousand tens is? Oh shit! Oh. I want to spoil. Wait, hold on. You yeah, definitely know it. Why are you, you def- trying to, why are you Because trying to spoil he this? never shuts up about I it. I haven't talked about it in weeks. In weeks, but he never stops talking about. That it. might not be my number one though. I don't well, know if you're number one, but no, it'll definitely be on your list. Oh, 2010? Oh, oh, you know it. You live oh, that, it. You, that, that, oh, I do live it, don't I? Never mind. That, is that going to be your number one? Uh, it's, it's between that and another movie that came out a few years before, a few years ago. 
Isn't that too... Okay, whatever. Okay. Dude, 2010s, really, the decade's not over yet, so... I know, I mean, I know, but, I mean, okay. So... It's fine. I'll tell you, I'll give you the other one. You know it, Lou? He knows what it is. I do? But uh, I think the other, the other one that came out in 2010... And the other, and the, my three that I'm debating is 2010, 2014, and then I mean, two, yeah, 2014, and then obviously from last year. So we'll if it, if that particular movie is your number one, I, you should play like a music cue before you review it. I like, think I, I think I might. <laughs> I actually might do a dance before it too. Oh god! I'm gonna boomerang you. I'll sing audition for the Instagram. Please, please. audition. You can do a female <laughs> <song>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not City of Stars. No. Go for your- that, the oh, best wow. thing about City of Stars is that anyone, any dude can sing it because there's not a lot of like vocal range going on. Yeah. So any dude can sing City of Stars and, and feel good about themselves. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So this week we have reviews of The Dark Tower. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I take, I'll take that back if it's good. I'm, I'm just assuming that I, it won't be. And Detroit. Jameson is reviewing Detroit, so we'll have nice. it up soon. And What's next week? Do we have anything cool coming out? Yeah, Annabelle. You guys oh, Annabelle. You already see it. it. Oh, they, we already have a review for that, so I, I gave just, it a. See it. It's on the site right now. I gave it a. Yeah, yeah you already reviewed it. Yeah. I gave it a three point five. There you go. Damn. It was good. I need to, I need you to see it because it you still and has hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You and I like are like the heaviest out of the horror buffs here. I think. Because I didn't no really. Credit, I mean, the first I one, like I said, it was like it was fine, but I, I like, like kind of every horror movie. Uh, G, you also have the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. August That's 18th. That's uh, it, right? There's also Logan Lucky. Oh, we got August a few weeks 18th. for that one. Yeah. So that's kind of coming up. So some more announcements. Uh, this one was written. This is probably the best written ad we ever put out. Whoever wrote this, shout out to one of you guys. What happened? But if you like Real, Real Chronicles, and especially David as a commenter, go check out. What is it? Wrestling with Issues podcast? Yes, I was just on it earlier today. Where David dropped some WWF and WWE knowledge for the masses. Who wrote that? Jen did. That is amazing. <laughs> I know my shit, bro. <laughs> knowledge for the masses. That, that's that's a it's a good uh that's recommendation, <laughs> recommendation right there. Yeah, I I'm a very I'm a historian of wrestling. What can I say? So we'll put a link to the podcast that he was guested on and. Uh, this way you guys can check it out. Speaking of wrestling, before we go, uh, Mickey Rourke should have won Best Actor, not Sean Penn. In, for, the wrestler. for the wrestler. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. I forgot. Wait, Sean Penn won, he won for, what was it, Milk? Milk, but, Milk. yeah. And I saw, I've seen both. Oh, he's good. Though. He's good, but Mickey Rourke is amazing in The Wrestler. He was. Yeah, The Wrestler. Yeah, I don't think really Hollywood good. fully wanted to, like, No, all. not at all. I agree <laughs> with you 100%. He won the Globe, <laughs> didn't he? We'll invite, so. we'll invite you to the party, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. You can't have the punch. And did the trailer for Mother drop officially? And I missed it. I think it was just that soundbite trailer. I like think the soundbite. Okay, so we sh- that's the next. The next. Just really uh, more in our sound oriented and like that black, and then the fade in. Still, still waiting for the Infinity War trailer. Just gonna Marvel. Sit here. Marvel. Yeah, what the Marvel hell are they like... waiting for? Just sitting here, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for the trailer. And I'm still waiting I mean, for an, I'm still waiting for another Star Wars trailer. We should get one more. I think you know when I think we're gonna September. get it. We're gonna get it in October when tickets go on sale and and every single. Can we start with crashes. this multiple trailer shit? Like, can we just have one trailer? Well, it makes me mad Two. that we've had multiple trailers for Justice League and a bunch of crappy posters, and I can't get one Infinity War trailer. Yeah, I <laughs> think the trailer. How terrible those posters for Justice League. Dude, Justice, Justice awful. League. Everyone I see is awful. Justice League is looking like it's gonna be hot I, garbage. 
It's funny because like I still have to argue with people that they think it's going to be the second coming of Christ. If Christ was a badly colored, uh, well, no, it looks more colored. There's more color yeah, here. Badly colored. I have faith in, well, because in Joss Whedon doing reshoots, but I think my faith in him can only go so far. Like you can't really fix something that was mostly already done. He's gonna bring Sarah Michelle Gellar in to take over. Oh my god! I would love, oh my god! Oh my god! I would love that. that <laughs> no, what's bad about it also is that it, it literally like. When you do a green screen movie, like let's say Guardians of the Galaxy, you nailed it. You like, nailed it. That movie looks like ninety percent of it is on a green screen, and it, obviously on a green screen. Yeah, that's a, the worst part about it. Like when you watch anything, not everything Marvel, but a lot of Marvel, like Captain America films. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's on a green screen. It looks like they're right. in wherever they need to be. This looks. I mean, gee, you didn't talk about it with us last week, and that's what I say about badly colored. Like it's colorful, but it just. The the characters in the foreground, everything. The CGI is, looks bad. Yeah, yeah. Everything just looks out of place. And Ezra Miller is awful. I like Ezra Miller though, but that's not he's, the Flash. He's not a good. Can't, why I got I, I I still have this argument. I don't understand why they can't just use the TV people. They're perfectly fine. I'm just with like, you. Like Grant Gustin do it. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, but we Let's, will see. We will see what happens. So for this nicely extended episode of real chronicles i am david this is lewis guys and jen jen's like i'm saving myself for last <laughs> no. hitting the 90s next week guys <laughs> bring, bring your track suits bring the track suits your bucket bring the, hats the big gold butterfly chains clips. butterfly clips are a must jellies Snap definitely, hands. Jen's definitely gonna come in with some jellies. I know for the 2000s, I'm I bringing wish. back my throwback. I think I gotta go to Walmart. My throwback 6x jerseys, snap bracelets, absolutely. Yeah. Giga pets. Pogs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Pogs. break out my pogs. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Peace. Peace.
Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real. Thank you.